I do think that both of you would like this game. GGLSA 3? Yeah, I think, Frank, you would appreciate it as a um, a new game for an old platform that is definitely trying to come from a modern sensibility space and also maximizing that hardware. I got that uh, that Switch collection I have somehow. Yeah. I just haven't, haven't cracked it open. That's too bad. I bet GGLSA 3 would be on your list. Oh, I bet it probably would. Yeah, I I'm a so. big fan of uh, all that nonsense. It's one of those M2 original games, basically, so... I'm a big fan of anything M2 related. I could crack it open here, live, during the stream, and potentially add it to my list <laughs> you uh, <could>. midway. <laughs> you want to do that? I'll do it. Sure. I, I, I mean, would love that. My, my Switch is, uh, is very far away. It's all the way across the room, so hold on. All right. Okay, I got it. That's a joke about the size of a Manhattan apartment. This is the 2020 Game of the Year episode of Insert Credit, an annual exercise where we aggregate the (laughs) options of our esteemed panelists and valued listeners to determine the Insert Credit Game of the Year. I'm Alex Jaffe, and some of my most positive experiences of 2020 included performing live trivia at C2E2 in February, moving to New York City in December, and returning to host this podcast in April. C2E2, is is that uh, one of the Star Wars robots? Oh, yeah. Cool. So probably did pretty good at the trivia. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Star Wars. Yeah. I'm Frank Cifaldi, and some of my most positive experiences experiences of 2020 included pretty much every pizza that we ordered delivered to our house. I had a good pizza year. That's a pizza. That's a pizza. A lot of good pizzas. We even bought some, uh, I think I might have mentioned this on the show previously, but we, we bought some frozen pizzas from Naples. I gave one to Brandon. It was really good. Yeah, Yeah, pretty good. It was really good. From Napoli. I had an unfrozen pizza in Naples once, so I'm not exactly out of the loop here. Though that was uh, 20 years ago, so. I think mine was also about 20 years ago that I had a not frozen pizza (laughs) in in Napoli. Napoli. Did you ever go to uh, Firenze? Did you ever Uh, go there? Yes. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful town. Beautiful town. What about Milano? Did you ever Uh, go there? No, I did not go to Milano. I only went to Roma and it sucked. Roma. <laughs> ah, Roma's yeah, Ro- cool. Roma's cool because Ro- it's like Roma's you're cool. you're walking around some modern places and then like across the street is a place from thousands of years ago. Yeah, that's just Europe. Yeah, though. it's kind of chill. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Rome's Rome's got some good stuff going on. Did you ever go to uh, uh, Venezia? Did you ever go there? No. I'm hearing some it. voices on this podcast <laughs> other than Frank, but I'm not sure who they are because they haven't introduced themselves yet. Hello, I'm Tim Rogers, and uh, what, some of my positive experiences of 2020, I got the coronavirus, I got shingles, secondary to the coronavirus, it's possible to, it looks like shingles is a common complication of uh, the COVID-19 coronavirus, and those were very negative experiences, so the positive experiences were pretty much everything aside from that. For example, I'm going to go ahead and follow Frank here. Uh, we had to stay because our landlord is a scumbag. We had to stay at a hotel in Times Square for about a month and a half uh, in the middle of the hot, hot summer. And uh, right down the street from the hotel was Two Bros Pizza. Uh, two Bros is a dollar slice. And when I tweeted about how much I was enjoying eating my Two Bros Pizza, I got like a hundred New Yorkers who uh, 
don't even follow me on Twitter uh, telling me to die and to get out of their town because Two Bros <laughs> isn't real pizza. And you know what? I've lived in New York for four years now. God, four years, man. I've lived in New York for four years now. And let me tell you, you're not cool with Two Bros. Uh, you, you can't call yourself a New Yorker, period. I know it's not the best pizza. Who cares? It's a dollar. And it appeals to people of all ages and groups. So I enjoyed eating a, a bunch of whole Two Bros. Here, I want to pick one moment out. I watched the film Doom Annihilation, or uh, okay. the, the 2019 direct to direct to Netflix Doom movie, on a hotel bed with my baby dog, eating a whole eight slice of Two Bros pizza. It cost me eight dollars, and I drank a double gulp of uh, of Coca Cola Zero from 7-Eleven. That's my most my, my positive memory of 2020. Well, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and my positive memories of 2020. Finally put Gunsport out. I mean, it wasn't a positive experience per se, but I'm glad that it happened. Uh, got to um, release the previously unreleased Samurai Showdown 5 Perfect and translated Oh, that was cool. It. Although I translated it in 2019, but it came out in 2020. But I guess probably the most positive was Pizza? acquiring a dog friend who uh, now lives and barks in my house. And, uh, uh, he, he's got a best friend who's 85-pound pit bull, and he's a 15-pound chihuahua. She just sort of drags him across the floor, and he recently got a big uh, big scrape on his butt. <laughs> oh, that's good. Ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I think that dog was probably the most positive experience. Also, I'm replaying East Books 1 and 2, and that, that's been positive as well. Oh, I played oh, East wow. Book 1 just 11. a couple weeks ago. Video games. Yeah, we talk about those sometimes oh, so here. I, I, I can't seem to have... I, I can't recall you mentioning a pizza, Brandon. What was the best pizza <laughs> you, know, you had of 2020? I We're think... hijacking this. It's the best pizza experience I've question. I've had four pizzas since I came to New York. Too good, too bad. Hey. Well, soon you'll have a real good one over here. I dude. Bet. We're going to get a real good one. In 2019, my favorite pizza place, Lane Splitter, closed down. Um, Owned. And it's now Artichoke Basile's Pizza, which is um, the worst. Fake, fake fancy, as they call I'm it. I'm going to tell you what, that's from New York, from the village. It's, it's a laughing stock here in New York. Yeah. A laughing stock. My favorite new pizza, I, I mean, new after Lane Splitter is Nick's, but Nick's has been kind of ravaged by this coronavirus situation. So they weren't open most of 2020 and then they were open, but they weren't delivering and you had to like go wait in line at their storefront to get a pizza that you would, they would half bake and you'd then bring it home and, and their hours were weird. So I didn't have a good pizza in 2020, except for the frozen one that Frank gave me. So that was my pizza of 2020. <laughs> From a <laughs> Yeah. Cheese board's open again, by the way. Oh, okay. oh, cheese board. I would yeah. like to explain how this uh, process works. No, we, we, we got to talk it. about pizza some more. There's pizza. one more pizza. Giovanni's <laughs> yeah. Pizza up on the Upper West Side, the closest pizza to my new house. I won't say which direction it's in from my new apartment, though. It's, it's the closest great pizza to my new apartment, and it's extremely good. I have leftover cheese board in my house. I'm just going to oh, yeah. what, what, What's on it? What's on it? Um, what was it? It's got, got some artichoke heart and uh, lemon mm. oil. You know what I like? I like that uh, that that gorgonzola the, the with the the walnuts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, and the lime, the lime and uh, white corn is also extremely good. Mm -hmm. Good pizza. Cheese board is delicious. My own pizza bagels lately. Pretty. Hey, uh, I'll give you one of these uh, superfluous cast iron skillets I have over here. 
I'll great. season it for you and everything. You can make make a pizza in a cast iron skillet. It's quite Can't delicious. Wait. You'll enjoy. But let me explain how this video game thing works, because Good that's idea. ostensibly what we're here to do. Over the past two months, our listeners nominated 48 different games for 2020 Game of the Year. Each of our panelists also created their own list of nominations, along with special disqualifications for games they particularly disliked. I automatically included any games on the lists of at least two of our panelists, then included any games one panelist nominated along with our community, and lastly filled it out with the top vote receivers, which had been neither nominated nor specifically disqualified by one of our panelists. If a game Mm -hmm. made the list of one of our panelists but was disqualified by another, these two choices canceled each other out. Uh, By these metrics, we narrowed the list down to 20 games only one mm-hmm. of which was nominated by all three panelists, three of which were nominated by two panelists but no listeners, and two of which were disqualified by one panelist but nominated by another. I will wow. present this refined list in alphabetical order, where we will have a maximum of four minutes to discuss and rank each game. I zoned four out minutes. for this entire thing, I just want to say. Like, you're going to bring fine. up a game, and I'll, a game and I'll reply to you. Hold on. <laughs> this is the important part, Frank, so okay. pay attention. Okay. When a game is introduced... Uh All three of you may choose to veto that game on the list instead of ranking it and agree to nominate a different game live to replace it within the allotted four minutes. Interesting. If you accidentally nominate a game that appears later on the list, your veto is canceled and you must rank the introduced game regardless. Do, right. when, wow. when do, do we do you tell us right away that? Yes. We, uh, okay. When I introduce the game, that is when you have your opportunity to veto. OK, got it. With all that in mind. We may now begin the ranking of the insert credit 2020 20. The 20 from 2020. Our first game is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Uh, Well, that's one that I put in. That Brandon doesn't like. Yeah, or I I either put it in in my don't like or my mix. Um, So you put it at the top of your mix. Oh, that's right. That's what I did. Yeah, top Um, of the mix. So this game, I played it for about six hours. That's uh, a lot. I may have said this on here. I played it for that length of time because people kept saying it was amazing. People continue yeah. saying it to say it's amazing. And I I had to ask people multiple times, should it have been amazing to me by now? <laughs> and the answer was yes. I'm, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. Uh, I fired it up and played it for about an hour. And I was not mind blown during that time. I was not no. mind blown. I almost I, I didn't put it on my list because I only listed games that I played for 20 hours or more because my critical faculties for determining the quality of a piece of entertainment have been completely just blown out of proportion these days with the sort of work that I do that I just have to take hours invested for proof that I enjoyed it. If I invested 20 hours in something, that means I enjoyed it enough to say I like it, that it's good. That's that's all I've got for this particular list today. So I played it for about an hour and I thought, oh, this is cool. And I just want to say, we're, we're real fond here of talking about our, uh, our emails and inboxes and people, people who come to us with their impressions of the show. I have received correspondences from several people privately who told me to not listen to you, Brandon Sheffield, that you were talking out your butthole when you said it wasn't good. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, They a, came a to of... me. They came to me. I have, and they, uh... they said, please don't listen to Brandon. You should play it. I think a lot of these people just want me to review it. Though uh, that's what they said. Well, I am curious to hear what you would think, but I if if it, I, yeah, I don't I don't have much thoughts right if now. If it doesn't blow your brain out in an hour, it's not going to later. It reminds me very much of that SSS Gridman show where it was like if you were deeply, deeply into 
kaiju stuff and sentai mm-hmm. stuff then it felt like a quirky subversion of the genre yeah. but if you had seen a lot of other anime and weren't deeply into that stuff you were kind of waiting for a big twist or big wacky wild thing that never comes and that's what 13 sentinels is like for me it's like if you've played a bunch of visual novels before what it does is kind of interesting but it's not going to blow your mind and the story it's not a game to get mom into the genre no and the story is very um it's very tropes oriented and tropes heavy and it doesn't subvert them apparently people think that it uses them cleverly but i find it uses them in a pretty standard way like it's a good story yeah but it's it's not it's like your average decent anime is what it's like and the the visual novel part and the relatively straightforward rts part are so divorced from each other for so long it doesn't really feel like a cohesive continuous game it feels like yeah two games next to each other that are related but aren't intertwined particularly well, so, so what what i what i hear from this description is that i'm a hundred percent cool with even not actually having played it i'm cool with it being on our list yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think leave, we can leave it at the bottom for a while. I'm cool with it being there because it is a Japanese video game of nebulous genre. If I'm hearing this right, nebulous genre and whether the art is a uh, deserving of the louvre or not, it is in fact a uh, uh, meticulously done. Right? Yes, it's done so with intention. Mat- it's a Japanese art, uh, a Japanese video game d- with a uh, meticulous art uh, done intentionally, and it mixes genres nebulously and somewhat unsuccessfully, and it's got people thinking. Yeah. I think that that makes it deserve a slot no, on the I, list. I agree that okay. it should be on the list. I don't I wouldn't put it up very high because I don't think any of us would I don't think that any of us would remember it very much in a few years. My only reservation is that I think that if you throw 13 Sentinels at the X-Men it's just kind of unbalanced. <laughs> but there is a lot of X-Men, aren't there? Apocalypse Blasted. is the Sentinel King. Oh, that's right. Our Did next game is yeah, a short hike for Nintendo Switch. Nice. Oh, just for Nintendo Switch, not for it, all the other platforms it came out on. It only That's came the out one on that PC came out in 2020. and Switch and, oh. and PC came out 2019, Switch came out 2020. I put it oh, on so my list be, because gotta be Switch. You know, they added stuff and it came out kind of late 2020 anyway, so sort of. Right. Right. I guess it was July. Well, I love this game. Um, I've called it the perfect game on this podcast. You before. have. Um, I think that it's just a, a delightful experience that you can be done with in maybe like two hours if you want to. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hold your hand very much, but at the same time, you're never lost. You can kind of do what you want, but anything you do is pushing you toward your goal anyway. And uh, the writing's really sweet and sincere. And I think it looks cool. It feels really good to play. Um, I, I like this game a lot. I think that it's number one on the list so far. You so, know what? I'm going to say, you know why I haven't played it yet? You want to know why? Because, yeah. uh, because you told me how short it is and I'm like, Ooh, I'll save that for a time when I feel like enjoying something. Right. Oh, it is you would exactly have to play that game that. 10 times yeah. for it to qualify for your list. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, you, okay. Look, let's not, let's not get too technical about my criteria. If the game is two hours long uh, and I completely play it, it qualifies for my list. It is an right. excellent game to save for exactly that moment where you just want a two-hour game. Yeah, I'm going to do it someday. My only counter to your uh, description of it, Frank, is that for me, the writing was... When I when I was reading it and playing it, 
that that was actually this was the game that kind of pushed me over to maybe maybe I've had enough like twee cute writing. Um, oh, there I are a lot of games that, a long time ago. that have been doing it. And what do you consider this twee cute writing? Yeah, I do. Oh, interesting. OK, it, yeah, because it's very like, um, you know, games like Donut County and um, any indie game that has these kinds of colors. Ukulele soundtrack. Graphical fidelity is is going for this type of writing. It's not that this game specifically was better or worse at it, but when I played this game, I was like, you know, may- maybe it's enough. Maybe we should move on from this style of writing in indie games. But I, yeah, I, I did. I liked the the entire game. I loved playing it, flying around, gathering feathers, and just doing stuff and seeing like what's over here, and then there's something over there, and it's hiking nice. and flying. That seems oh, a yeah. little excessive. And climbing, uh, no less. Uh, uh, climbing cl- with your little climbing? bird wings. Yeah, climbing. Climbing? You can ride a boat. Um, boat? Anyway, it's, uh, it's a pretty It's not good... really much of a hike anymore, is it? If you're on a boat, you're kind of a little bit more chilled out. Than oh, the they only describe the hike part is short. short. That's yeah, why it's a short right. hike. Yeah. Oh, incredulous. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to play it, and I'll play it till its wheels fall off. And I'm going to play yeah. it on this TV, probably. The wheels fall off pretty quick, around about two hours. Me and, me and my only friend, Mimsy, we often speak these days of what sort of video game we should play together. By these days, I mean the the past three years. <laughs> We're always like, what? we should play a video game together. And uh, I'm not going to lie, we never have. And uh, a short hike is at the top of the short list of video games that we will play together eventually. Yeah, w- so, we did that w- over here around this place. We did that and it was an enjoyable time. Yeah, it's just unfortunately I live in a house where one of us makes video games and then the other one sort of makes video games and makes horrible enormous labyrinthine videos about video games video games are definitely the last thing on either of our minds at the time for leisure however a short hike sounds like it would fit yeah it's a leisure it's leisure yeah so we'll give it a shot it's it's stress-free and and i don't think i agree with the twee writing i think that it's uh succinct conversational writing it's it's very condensed like an old rpg um, How, how's so, about this? When I play it, I'll I'll pass the definitive judgment because I'm hypersensitive to uh, that kind of writing. All right. It seems like I'm I'm in the middle. I'm I'm the deciding vote here, so I will pass the. Uh, yeah, come on back in here with it. Uh, All right, so top look, of the list look forward right to now. that next week. Yeah, top, top of, of the, the list. list. Put it up there. Our next Two game games is I haven't really played. Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Oh, Jerry! I played a lot of that game. Wait, this wasn't on everybody's list, was it? Wasn't on mine. Game. No. I know it, what game was on everybody's list. Yeah, it, uh, it was on my list in a way that I said I didn't play it at all. I don't even own it. But I, you I watched, watched a person play it. I watched a person play it for about five million hours. And I feel like that's <laughs> that's roughly the same experience. Like this, yeah. this is no diss on the game, but it's roughly the same experience as playing it. Is watching I guess. It. Yeah, I didn't put it on my list because I forgot about it. But I also watched someone, not the same someone. But I watched no. someone, my wife, uh, play it for a, approximately five million hours. Yeah. 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 I will so. reveal that this is the game that got the most votes from our listeners. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple declarations, sweeping wise, uh, here, uh, like a like a Mortal Kombat back and kick sweep here. I'm gonna say uh, it is not the best Animal Crossing game. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with this yes um it is okay so i i, I like how i previously mentioned how me and mimsy have never played a video game together before uh uh in the in the previous question because we actually did play animal crossing <laughs> together however that didn't feel like playing a video game together it felt like uh engaging in it felt like doing chores together again no real offense to the game 
It just felt like doing chores together. This is and, why I uh, have not played the game because every time I've tried to play it, it does it does feel like chores to me. But I understand the appeal of doing chores. Like I, I every Saturday yeah. I sweep I sweep the back area, I sweep the house, I uh, change the the fish tank water. Um, I do all these things, and there's there's a certain enjoyment that comes from knowing that you're improving something incrementally and doing a rote task, etc. Um, I, 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 I get the appeal of that, but what I don't like about Animal Crossing, at least this one, probably the others, if I look back on them, is that the game is artificially inflating the time it takes to do chores in every uh, yeah. way. It is yeah. actively working against you uh, in terms of your time. Um, so anything you do has just this ridiculously slow animation or like six different sub menus to navigate. I, I just I think it's a it, I think it's a disrespectful game. Um, I think it's supposed so... to be relaxing. And I think to some people that is. And I think it, it may be to some extent our game our game brains that make us feel like it should be faster. Um, but I think it the slow pace is deliberate and is trying to make people slow down and relax. But it doesn't do that to me, of course. But right. I think that's what the intention is. So I, I did a whole lot of of deep numerical analysis regarding speeds and timings and such in the game. I have I, I captured got like eighty hours of footage of myself playing it, and I will say with utter confidence that the game could just be fifty percent faster. Yeah, uh, like yeah. like literally it could be. Like I feel like at some point, probably so far in the past decades ago, when the first Animal Crossing was in development for the Nintendo sixty four in Japan, I believe. The, the timings were slowed down at one point in time, and then that slow that slowdown became canon. I feel like it is miserably, miserably slow to pick up fruit in an Animal Crossing game. Mm -hmm. However, when the island or the area that you live in is like uh, like tastefully sized, it's not so bad. Though with this big old hamburger island they give you in Animal Crossing, uh, wild ocean or whatever this one's called new horizons um like it's just it's too much Five ground to cover to go. Oh. put it under a short hike yes yeah i, I got so much to say right. about animal crossing man yeah Let i got me one tell you. point too but i guess we'll move on yeah got it's, it. uh, the format uh our next game is blaze ball which i feel like none you of could you give animal crossing one more minute all right. You two wanted to well the, the thing i wanted to add is that i i, I think the slowness almost works if it's a game about trying to live in a new community which is how i think of animal crossing this yeah, animal neat. crossing is a dollhouse uh you know it, it encourages you to own and control this world and so the artificial the, the slowdown just feels artificial in this incarnation whereas it felt natural to me uh when i'm just kind of like chilling and inhabiting this uh new place like like in the original a point that i'll make real quick is that to to your thing about you know this being like a in, going into a new community and stuff you get the villagers that you get and uh my girlfriend hated her villagers and she kept getting villagers yeah. that she didn't like specifically ones that she didn't like and she wound up having to go to amazon and purchasing uh little ir cards so that she wouldn't have to buy amiibos so that she could get villagers that she liked because she stopped playing the game because she didn't like any of the people in the community and couldn't wow. get rid of Absolutely them. Absolutely wild. You yeah. want to know why I stopped playing the game? I stopped playing the game because Mimsy, uh, Mimsy, Mimsy narked and she 
fast forwarded the clock on her switch so that she could oh, unlock the shame. stuff faster. Like we we played it all the way up. She played all the way up until it, it unlocked the terraforming, right? And then she was like, "What? Well, I have to wait like a, one day between making one of these requests to even see how it looks." And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess so." So it's like you want to build stairs, you got to wait a whole 24 hours to see what it looks like. So she just started skipping ahead until she was years in the future. And she had ruined That's her not island. Right. They show you a preview of what it would look like before you decide to build it. It's, it's different when it's when it exists and you can use it though. When you can All like right. walk up and down the stairs. So uh, that's why I stopped playing it, and uh, I stopped playing it because Mimsy stopped playing it, and without going over to Mimsy's house to see. So there is a deliberateness to the slowness, right? Like like uh, being able to unlock X number of items per day. There is a deliberateness to that. It's to teach you to enjoy what you get, right? But then. It's, I mean, the IGN review of the game literally opens with the guy going, I would advise you to fast forward because the game is too slow. And that made me unreasonably angry. And then uh, when I saw how slow the game was, I was still angry at multiple things at once at that point. And I just ended up gridlocked and I stopped playing the game. So... I, yeah, that's I'd, why it's put not it, the game of the year. Okay, we can I'd put we it can under the game now. I didn't play. Yeah. I just wanted to spend extra time since we had more to say, and it was the most nominated game by the list. This is that's probably true. the one game the three of us will have the most opinions on. I think it might was worth be. It. Well, yeah. maybe we'll see. Oh, I have uh, a lot our of next game about a is of one that here. none of you nominated. It's arguably a game at all. Uh, Blazeball. The thing I have to say about Blazeball is that I didn't play it. I don't really know what it is, but I muted it on Twitter after about a week because oh, yeah. nothing anybody said about it was interesting and it yeah. was starting to get into my mentions and I was like, I, I don't want to have to look up what this is. I got <laughs> right. too many people asking me what I thought about it uh, and it was always, they were asking in a way that just instantly annoyed me. No offense to them. I mean, I, I, I just they asked it in a way that just instantly made me feel like, oh, are you going to do a review of Blazeball? Like that, basically. Or can't wait for your 14-hour review of Blazeball. And it's like, oh, God. And then all the people I saw tweeting about it, God bless them, first of all. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe in God, so that, let's take that for whatever it's worth. Uh, God bless all these people who they tweet about it going, uh, is it weird that I hate real sports, but I can't get enough of Blazeball? That was my first exposure to Blazeball. That was the very first tweet I saw about yeah. it. And I was like, uh-oh, you hate all sports? Why? What's wrong with you? I mean, it's not, is it, it's, I don't think it's cool to hate, to say you hate sports anymore. It's like saying you don't own a TV, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's been about 10 years since it could conceivably be funny to anyone to make a joke about sports. To make like, this, the yeah. sports ball joke? Yeah, exactly. The super um, owl joke. I, I, I yeah, want to uh-huh. very quickly, I, I think this might be an interesting exercise. I have no idea what baseball is. I think it's cool. There's a cool video that Quentin Smith did about it, if you want okay, to see but, a good video. But I think, I think the interesting thing to do would be to reveal what my brain thinks it might be. Yeah, what do you oh, think yeah, baseball excellent. is, Frank? I think it's uh, salty bets with fake baseball teams. That's exactly what it is. Okay. More I, or I, less, yeah. I, think, I got uh, it, it. Great. It, it, it also has a, a extremely in-depth, semi-procedural uh, world building and character building, and teams get bought and sold, players get killed. There's all these weird events that happen. It's very much... Uh, the spirit of a mud brought into kicking and screaming into a new generation. Yeah. It's my cursory assessment of it. So shall we, uh, shall we veto it? I would, I'll, I'll veto it. And I don't know. Like I, I, I think it sounds kind of interesting. I'm not, I'm not completely opposed to it. I mean, my, my glancing tangential experience with it, uh, did recall in me memories of BBS games 
like like Lord Legend of the Red Dragon. So well, anything saying, that gets that out of me is uh, is is probably pretty cool. But but right? this is the opportunity for us to put any game that we do not believe made the list on the list without any consequences for ourselves. Yeah, let me look at my list. Fine. I <laughs> I, 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 mean, I have I don't know. one that I know will not I'll be on there one. that I would like to put on. So I mean, I'm willing to I'm willing to sacrifice baseball for you, Brandon, because I'm your friend. That's fine. It would, it would be in the spirit of baseball. <laughs> I suppose to sacrifice it. That's right. Okay. I will. I will say I do not believe in sacrificing it. But if you want to do a two out of three, uh, no, the blood is on. No, is it on requires hands, all three right? hands on the. It has board. to be all three. So okay. Oh, does it? Yeah. I think there will so, be something to veto soon. So we rank it. Right. Where do we put it? The bottom. Bottom. What's the bottom under, right under now? Under thirteen sentinels. Thirteen sentinels. Mm. All right. Put it under there. All right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Our Wait, next, where's Animal Crossing? Uh, Animal Crossing is number two right now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Keep it. Yeah. Keep it there. Yeah. It's a deliberately made uh, Japanese video game uh, <laughs> in an old style. I think it deserves to be high on the list at least now. Okay. Our now. next game was nominated by no listeners, but two of our panelists: Deadly Premonition Two. Uh, oh, Dead Prem. I played uh. enough of that game to uh, decide that I would play it if it got like fixed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have <laughs> That's to. That's how much of it. No offense. This is to. where. I admit that I have only played two and a half hours of it because I was working so much that I wanted to wait until I had time to properly appreciate it. And while that did not occur, I wanted to play it before this. So I played it for two and a half hours last night and I definitely will finish it is um, is oh, where I chill. am. OK, so I'm the one who's played the game. Yeah, <laughs> you've played all of it. Yeah, yeah, I have. It's really hard to quantify it because it's clearly got a lot of cool and fun ideas um and did not have the development support to execute on them oh of course of course and i don't entirely mean the performance even so i don't know how to feel about it um i I, as a sequel to deadly premonition the the story beats and the characters and stuff are you know maybe 75 percent as good Mm -hmm. as the first game um the rest of it feel that the rest of it is significantly worse than the first game. Um, and I feel confident saying that because right after finishing two, I went right back and played one again just to sort of solidify my feelings on the the series. I don't know. It's it wasn't very good. <laughs> it, oh, it, LMAO, dude. It's uh, um, it's it's got a lot of neat ideas, but it just seems like it seems like a great game that was done at half the budget it was supposed to have been done with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that means it was over-designed or if scope was cut back. I have no idea, but it's it's like it's an unfinished, unrealized game. I mean, I know some of the answers to those questions, but I guess I probably should not say those answers because I'm probably not supposed to exactly know those things. But um, I will say that um, Swery's involvement with the game is a little lower than I would have liked. Mm. Um, oh. uh, when I was in Croatia with Swery and we were at a sushi place, the one sushi place in Dubrovnik, um, it, which is run by a Japanese lady who moved to Croatia to run a sushi shop. She, Just because she loved Croatia. She was a Croatia otaku. What do you call the only sushi shop in Dubrovnik? Is that a sushi joke? No. You call it, you call it. Shizuku, but actually you call it Shizuku because otherwise nobody knows what you're talking about. Well, I think you would say Shizuk. 
uh, I think is probably how you would say it in, in Croatian. <laughs> no, they, they, they call it Shizuku um, very, very clearly. But anyway, so she, she messaged some people asking if she could get Swery to come by. And instead of Swery, we brought Swery and Suda. And she kind of fell all over herself because she is a big fan of Western-style Japanese games, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. she brought down from her from her living space a copy of Red Seed's profile for, uh, on 360 for... Oh, they only printed like 500 of those. Uh, yeah, it was it was under 2,000. And the 500 Swery, was a joke, but not that far No, it's, it's, it's true. Swear uh, <laughs> Swery told me after he signed it, he was like, they only made 2000 of those. I can't believe she's got one. I've never seen one or I haven't seen one in a long time. So that was uh, that has nothing to do with Deadly Premonition 2. But where else would I say this? So, <laughs> I think that's, that's time. Where we rank it. <laughs> it's better than 13 Sentinels. I'll tell you that much as far yeah. as I know. Yeah, yeah let's, let's put it below. It probably won't make the top five, but uh, it can be number three for now. Sure. Yeah, let's kill. Put it number I'm three. I'm happy with that. Disappointing. A lot of potential, but ultimately pretty disappointing. Our next game is Demon Souls Remake. Oh, okay. So first of all, I played that for about 84, 85 hours. I mean, I guess that's all I really have to say about it. I'm going to tell you what about Demon Souls uh, Remake. I'm going to give you the straight dope. Here it comes. You ready? Uh, ready? It's real good. It is a very good remake. They did make those wizards look a little weird, uh, which got kind of lampooned and lambasted on Twitter. Though, uh, uh, it, it's by and large a, a tasteful reproduction of the original game where uh, I, I went back and looked at the original while I was playing the remake and it sure does look a lot better than the original in terms of uh, graphical fidelity and whatnot. I will say that it is absolutely horrendously unplayable in the PS5's native uh, uh, 4K ray tracing mode where they, they say it's 30 FPS. I don't know, man. I can count pretty fast. I used to play the drums a lot. Uh, that's not 30, man. That is not 30 frames per second. You're lucky if it's like over 22, like three quarters of the time. However, in the performance mode, uh, at 60 FPS, Jerry, that's a bingo. It looks real good in the 60 FPS mode. And being able to play Demon's Souls in a nice performant 1440p, 60 FPS was real nice. And I had just replayed Dark Souls shortly before playing uh, i spent most of 2020 playing old games again you know go figure um replaying demon souls after playing dark souls was really really uh exciting because demon souls if anyone out there is listening and they've tried to play a souls game and they didn't like it or they they quote unquote bounced off of it or they wish there was an easy mode or they think uh, dark souls is too strict or whatever demon souls it occurred to me somewhere around hour 55 of a i played through the whole thing three times um it occurred to me that Demon's Souls is basically the instruction manual for Dark Souls. Like, it basically teaches you how to like Dark Souls. I mean, I saw, I've seen people wield several nebulous opinions about the Dark Souls series over, you know, on the internet over the course of the last decade or so. One of them is like, uh, people just wish that it was more of like a straightforward Castlevania-like game. Demon's Souls is flat out a 3D Castlevania game. Like, flat out. And also you can have like infinite healing items. Uh, it's it's a much lower stakes Souls game. And in a way there's stuff in there. There's like molecules of the formula that somehow gravitated away over the course of the Dark Souls series. That, uh, I mean, Demon Souls is the Dark Souls demo tape. You know, it's the Dark Souls instruction manual. It teaches you how to like those games. And if you've ever really, really, really wanted to get into Souls 
and were unable to do so. Demon Souls is the one to play. It's not the best one, though. It's it's definitely the one that will open the door for you. And that's my final answer on Demon Souls remake. I I don't have a whole lot to say about the Souls games that I haven't said before, but about this particular remake, I do want to say that uh, I kept seeing things with like two thousand retweets in on Twitter where people would oh, be yeah. like, "This." look at this atrocity versus this amazing original version. And it would show two screenshots of, of uh, mm-hmm, the same environment mm-hmm. in the old one and the new one. And I would just think to myself, is that really obviously better? The, uh, the original? Are you sure? <laughs> like um, <laughs> they both, I mean, the, the original looks good, but older and the new one looks good, but newer. And I don't know, man, I feel like those people are, they're really into that game being the, the same <laughs> as it yeah. was yeah decisions were made choices were made uh i agree with most of them and mostly i agree with the choice to let me play demon souls again on my tv yeah. in 60 frames per second that's the choice i agree with the most so where are we putting it i think it's above animal crossing for sure the okay. quality of life adjustments alone put it above animal crossing yeah i would say um is it, is it above a short hike i don't know not for me. Nah, nah. I haven't course. even played okay. a short. I haven't even played a short hike, uh, and I'm comfortable saying it's probably better than a remake of a ten year old <laughs> game. A beautiful game remake is Disc Room. Oh, Disc Room! I can't believe it. Disc Room is legit, ex- extremely good. Did anybody here play Disc Room? I've never heard of it. Uh, it's it's oh, JW's man. JW and Kitty Callis's. No, hold new. on. Uh, Frank's never never heard of it. I want him to describe what he thinks it is. Yeah, what do you think <laughs> Disc Room is? <laughs> You'll probably get close. <laughs> Uh, I don't yeah, know that I will. Okay. I mean, the first thing I think of is discs of Tron. So, uh, I'm going to go flying discs bouncing off of walls. You're mm-hmm. really close. It's okay. a, it's a bunch of buzz saws in a room and you got to avoid them. Is the, okay. is the uh, core premise. I'll link you to the official trailer, Frank, if you just want to put that on and stare at it with the, all right, with the I'll do that off. while you guys talk. Uh, all, all I can say is it's, uh, this trailer actually doesn't have enough gameplay in it. It doesn't have any gameplay in it. Man, Weird. this game is all gameplay. Why would you have a trailer that's not... Why do they do not... this? I, I don't this. know. It's all cinematic stuff. Okay, Japan, here's, here's the real trailer. I got the real trailer for you. And here's the real one. And so this, they, they do this all the time. Like, the launch trailer for the game doesn't tell you about the game. It's just like, here's the candy for the people who have been following us obsessively. And yet that launch trailer is the first trailer on every digital storefront. I hate it. So this is... Game. Game. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Uh, it, like this This is a game, a gif of which sells it quite heartily if one were if you were to put a gif a 60 fps uh video of this game on twitter and say now on sale on steam from 199 you would make a couple thousand dollars within 24 hours that's the kind of game this is 199 okay you know it has a nice it does a really good job of uh jw is just pound for pound uh one of the one of the best meat and potatoes video game designer minds I would I would say I'm comfortable saying in history uh pound for pound meat and potatoes the uh the amount of meat and potatoes in this game is is extraordinary it is positively bursting with meat and potatoes and it's uh added it's it's, it's got the old heart to it I said in my Pac-Man review that it's basically uh a spiritual successor to Pac-Man it's all entirely about movement um and it's very meaningfully so about movement feels more like ballroom dancing than most video games I've ever played. Like he manages to build up these progression systems that end up 
really meaningfully contributing to the experience. Like you get a sidestep dash, you get all these little special movement related moves and they've just, uh, they've really made a good game there. Just a beautiful game. And I loved Minute and I loved every minute of Disc Room, the final answer. I liked okay. Minute quite a lot. Uh, Disc Room for me is a game that I look at it, I understand it, I know it was made for somebody else and I'm not going to play it, but that is no uh, no diss on the game or its quality and it's, it's not something where I would be like, I'm not going to play this game because it's not good. It's going to be, I, I'm not yeah. playing this game because it isn't, it was made for somebody else and I hope that person has a lovely time. I, I agree. Like I respect it from a distance. I don't really... Like, I, I think this looks cool. I would spend an hour with it if it were just in front of me, but I, I don't. Right. Yeah. It's it's like for someone so, who who is tired of Devil Daggers or. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. I see where you're going with this. Or even Binding of Isaac. I feel like this this is a game that yeah. can take you in a different direction. I think I think you might really, really be uh, uh, like overestimating like the difficulty of this game. It's not necessary. It's it's a. Uh, it's quite accessible and it's quite friendly. Oh, I wasn't thinking about it that way. Yeah, I wasn't I think, either. I, My for me, uh, I I don't play a lot of games anymore that don't have a sense of uh, being in a place or having a narrative. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this this kind of has a. I, I don't know. I, I it's got it's got a place. It has a sense of place to it. I don't know. I think you might be pleasantly surprised if ever you. I probably would game. I love. Yeah. I absolutely There's, adored Minute. So yeah, this is a game go? made by the same people. So certainly. That's all I have to say about it. I don't know where where would it go. It's got to be uh, above thirteen sentinels. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, I I'd don't know. Put it but... below deadly premonition two for me. Well, I don't know. Well, that's what I was saying. DP two. Okay. Well, t- Tim and I both said below, so I guess yeah. So we'll it's below that. Below DP two. Yeah. That sounds right. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. The next game on our list. This one was nominated by no listeners, uh, but by two of our panelists. Uh, Doom sixty four for Nintendo Switch. Nice. Oh, D sixty four. Um, I, I want to say I didn't nominate it. I sent in a list of literally every game. I've yeah, I, I don't think we understood. <laughs> I counted what it we for were... that because you only nominated one game, Frank. Right. <laughs> so I counted the other games as nominations. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. Um, Doom sixty four. First of all, uh, extremely good video game. Um, it was good on the Nintendo sixty four. I, I said in my review of Doom that I did earlier this uh, late last year, I said that Doom 64 kind of stands in uh, as the one Doom that you can play if you want to be like a if you want to be like a cool guy about Doom and say you haven't played any Doom except Doom 64. That's a perfectly valid way to experience Doom because it contains no levels designed by id software designers it's entirely made by a completely different team so it stands in for the concept of wads and mods and uh the those night dive studios did a heck of a job making yes. it run ultra wide 150 million i was I, I played it at 240 fps on my 240 nice. fps monitor and it's just a beautifully optimized wonderful piece of software and i will uh cherish that game which i purchased for five dollars uh, in my Steam library forever. I, I think Night Dive does amazing work most of the time. Um, and that this was a, a really incredible product. Um, the game itself, I don't, I can give or take, I don't care. But the, 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 the implementation of it is, is, uh, is remarkable. It's, I really uh, it's got a real sense of place to it. The, yeah, it does. <laughs> I really appreciate the way, I, I appreciate Night Dive's approach to these remakes where they, the quality of life improvements are 
are subtle but very meaningful and just the way i mean obviously the game's playing as smoothly as possible is yeah the frame rate is a heck of a quality of life improvement it's, in my it's very very excellent and um so i put this on my list uh and it is indeed when when you go into the nintendo switch 2020 wrap-up it is my number one most played game which was a little surprise to me um but it was it's and a good one got some good levels i really liked it i like messing around in those levels and it it was a great for for quite a while. It was like a I need to take a break kind of a video game where I could play through as much of a level as I could. And, you know, it, the Doom series sort of started the idea of save and reload sort of stuff if you get into a bad situation. Um, mm-hmm. And so have, knowing that being the the ethos made it easy to pick up and put down and stuff like that. But I I also happened to buy the Doom 2016 version of doom 2016 that came with one two and three as well and so i played one two and three for a few hours each and doom 2016 and i didn't like any of them and i was like maybe i don't like doom and then Hmm. i I mean i liked them but i didn't like i didn't feel like i wanted to about them yeah i didn't feel like i wanted to keep playing is but i i was playing them in sort of like a except for 2016 like a historical perspective, like the things that are important about this, I get where strange thing for you to say about our best game of all time. I, I right. said this a little, I said this a little while back, uh, I believe while we were discussing doom being the best game ever. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I think now that you have a, a really just, I assume you played every single level of doom 64 at this point, just go back and uh, try to appreciate episode one of doom one just try yeah. it again try it one more time no, I, th- uh, I think it has it did sort of help with that for me uh, as where well. do we rank it yeah where indeed my friend <laughs> yeah i don't know oh i was just one more thing i was going to say about it is that this doom 64 <laughs> is the first doom that i felt like i want to finish this so that was a, a big thing it's for me doom it's a good Ooh, doom but i, I mean i i'm I, I think it's well i don't want to put so an old, old game near the yes. top yeah yeah exactly um, yeah so, How about we put it near the bottom and we uh, formally extend an, an invitation to Stephen Kick to come on the show? I would sure. put it... I actually I have already invited him to come on the show and he said he'll do it. So I so, might I mean, put, there's that. put it below Deadly Premonition 2 and above Disc Room for myself. I'd put it below Disc Room. Uh, okay, Tim, above you're 13 the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, keep 13 Sentinels. As long as... 13 Sentinels is the punching bag here, so... Okay, so it's that's, above 13 just, Sentinels, below yeah, Disc Room. Yeah. I think that's a good place for it. Our next game was disqualified by Frank, but nominated by Brandon. I know what game this is. So wait, not just Doom, but disqualified. It's mm-hmm. Doom Eternal. Right. Oh, Doom, Doom Eternal. Oh, wait, that's the game that released on the same day as Animal Crossing. So Isabel that's and right. Doom Guy are friends. Yes. Right. That's a hilarious joke that so, did not get old the 60th time someone made it. Yeah. So I want to hear what Frank's reason for hating it is. Yeah, what you got? I, I think that I don't speak the language of this type of game. Um, uh, I've tried to play it multiple times, and every time I just find myself running in circles going, where's the ammo? I have no ammo. I see. Yeah, that does. there is an ammo problem there. Yeah, the, the ammo is, is low, and is the, the, the ammo thing is, to me, the only holdover from what I didn't like about Doom 2016. So for me, Doom 2016, the way it worked with me was, the corridors were too corridory and the mm-hmm. open arenas were too open and floppy. Doom Eternal, I feel it, some people have complained that it's more linear in in many ways. I mean, they're both linear, but it feels doing 
doing the thing not necessarily the perfect way but it leads you toward a good way of doing a thing which i understand why a lot of doom heads would not enjoy this they want to figure out the puzzle themselves but for me as just a general shooter fan I liked that. And I also liked the platforming, which apparently a lot of people don't like. It's a good break between the action. I did not play as far as to get the grappling hook thing, which seems like I would have even more fun with. But I this I, I only played like three hours of it, four hours of it. I, I beat the first Slayer Gate and got to the third area is where I am. Um, but I was very surprised. I was expecting to not like it. And now I'm quite certain that I will beat it. Oh, well, so that's where well, I am. That sounds it. good. Just to clarify that, like, I I had such a problem with the ammo that I found the game actually unplayable. Oh, right. Yeah, I meant to address that. And so I think that's the... And that first battle is a real... Uh, yes. Uh, like, the very first fight is, gets, is a real sort of much shocker. better with all of that stuff later. And I don't I don't really understand why that would be, but it it's it's like I actually had to put the difficulty down to the lowest at the start of the game but then uh later in the game i was able to bump it back up i'm a i'm a 41 year old man who cried because he didn't want to play little league when he was a kid so i refused to turn the difficulty down <laughs> and i i choked through about uh 75 of the game or so i feel like it's just too much stuff man it's too paraphernalia the, it, it feels actually kind of like a treasure game you know like where you're, you're yeah. prescribed a play style that you have to stick to. Brent and I Porter feel like was saying it felt more like a strategy game than, yeah. a, than a first person shooter to him. And that's why he didn't like it that much. Yeah, and, I, I, and, I agree with that. And I think that I just, why am I going to play Doom if I want so that? So for a so, number of exactly. reasons, I think we should rank this below Doom 64 for Nintendo Switch. It's exactly oh, certainly, below certainly. it for me. Yeah. I just want to say, I know that uh, some artists and designers on Doom Eternal are listening. Um, that game, that game rules. Like whatever, I'm nitpicking it. Uh, it, it still rules. I mean, it's who cares? still in the top twenty. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I like. I'm not even saying it's bad. I just like. I open this by saying I just don't feel like I speak the language of right. this game. I also feel that way about Titanfall Two, which is apparently a master. I'm gonna would... crank my RTX all the way up and play it in forty or seventy-seven inches at four K at some point. So there's yeah. that. It's got that... real good HDR. It's We're got really, really, really good HDR. We're coming up on the halfway point on the list. Our tenth game is. Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age <laughs> Definitive Definitive Edition. Edition, not for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Switch version came out in 2019. I put this on my <laughs> list because I played regular Dragon Quest Eleven this year, and this seems like the same game. Uh, but to be fair, I did download the demo of Dragon Quest Eleven S on the mm -hmm, PC. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I I haven't played a ton of JRPGs. I've played maybe ten, but this just it. it it's masters of their craft continuing to get better somehow is what it feels like to me. We need more video games designed by old people. That's all. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it was real nice to play a game designed by a 70 year old man. I'm just saying. I, I, was, I think I agree with that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not, and it's not because it's like comfortable and it's nostalgia though. That's there's some of that in there too. It just, it just, feels like a mature game if that makes sense yeah it's uh it's very beautiful um i played a bit of the definitive edition on my xbox series x because it's free on game pass and so i remember hearing a whole bunch of people say that it's uh this particular release of uh dragon quest 11 s is just a port of the switch version 
That's not true. Switch version ran at like 20 FPS. Uh, I played it on my PC through Xbox Game Pass, and it sure runs at, you know, beautiful frame rate. Well, and it, it I think looks what, pretty... people, what people mean, though, is that they actually did bump down some of the, the graphics. Some so of the textures, yeah. Yeah, and there's like less grass and stuff like that um, because they took that out to make it run on the Switch and then they just never put it back. Yeah, well, I mean, I kept hearing people say that uh, and they kept saying that the frame rate was worse, was the same. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like getting 120 easy on the PC, yeah. Complete misinformation about the frame rate. Uh, the The S the pc has a it, it's 60 by default so i mean i don't know if you um, play it on that pc you get 124k like nothing so oh yeah that sounds like a tasty tasty meatball for really me really nice and it's got that hdr too yeah i've already played all the way through the game four times uh i'm, I'm gonna give it another one probably at some point good game um i don't know where to put it on this list because let's face it, the game came out in 2017 and then yeah. it came out again in 2018, and it came out again in 2019, and then it came out again in 2020. Are they just waiting for us to rank it that must, real yeah. highly on our... They were waiting for insert credit to return. Where did we rank it in uh, 2017? We didn't even rank it, did we? I was no, the only one who played we it. missed that one. 2018, we didn't rank uh, the American release of it either, and in 2019, we didn't rank S for the Switch. Oh, well. I feel like we should put this, we should put this, uh, this one up on there. I don't know. Yeah, it's not been on an insert credit list, so it can go wherever we want, is how I feel. Right. Yeah, seems um, fair. So, uh, but that said, I think it is weighted down a little bit. Because, um, like, if By the if missing grass. By the missing grass and the fact that it is an older game, which which caused us to uh, lower Doom 64, to be fair. Right. Um, so, I think that it is right above Deadly Premonition 2. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that seems good. Cool that to me. I haven't good. played it. Oh, All right. Real good. Well, we'll be right back with the second half of our list after a quick toilet break. A bathroom, bathroom, time for bathroom. A bathroom, bathroom, time for bathroom. A bathroom, bathroom, time for bathroom. There you go. That's my. You can play that jangle whenever you yeah. want. Listen. There you go. That's a good <laughs> in editing. Just copy and paste that a couple times. We now return to the Insert Credit 2020 Game of the Year ranking. Here we uh, are. We're halfway through our list. Uh, we're right. going to go on to a game that was disqualified by Brandon, but nice. nominated Whoa. by Tim. Nice. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just, just okay. to be clear, I didn't realize I was uh, disqualifying. Disqualifying? But uh, oh. it was just a game I wouldn't rank. You're just saying you didn't like it. Yeah. Brandon didn't like the Final Fantasy VII Remake because... Uh, uh, I, I I was prescient of, of several of your complaints as they as they trickled down the pant leg of Twitter, uh, as it were, uh, whatever that means. Um, I saw you saying you didn't like the writing. You switched it to multiple languages. Uh, you thought the characters were poorly characterized or whatever. You know, I guess that all makes a little bit of sense. Well, not necessarily poorly characterized. I didn't like them. I didn't want to hang out yeah. with them. I wanted no, them. That makes sense. I wanted to get rid of them. Really, uh, I wanted yeah, them I to think, go uh, away. I think if you have an extreme connection to the game uh the characters are very great uh and if you do not uh god help you is what i is what i can say about the final fantasy 7 remake i would by no means classify the final fantasy 7 remake as uh a great game one of the best games of all time a game i wouldn't call it a game everyone in the world should play i would never call it that 
especially because they didn't even patch the frame rate for the final for the uh, PlayStation 5 and they have not even announced the Steam version of it yet those those freaks those absolute monsters um uh though I do think it is it is definitely my quote unquote game of the year I would say because it uh, encapsulates a whole lot about the year 2020 in video games just imagining that the virus didn't happen it's basically just the video game that captures the best snapshot of where video games are it has enough weird little goofy things in it it has enough experimental uh, concepts that don't work um it has enough visible seams at times uh for example the fact that the combat system is uh completely broken on easy mode and absolutely beautiful on hard mode and then on normal mode it's uh uh, if you want to figure out what's cool, uh, you can do that. The game is, it's weird how the game doesn't tell you a bunch of stuff, and then it tells you too much about some other stuff. Yeah, uh, I sure The lavishness, yeah, the, just, just the overall lavishness of the environments. Uh, it just, it really felt like playing a PlayStation 1 game in the year 2020 that has been exploded to have modern graphics. And for that, yeah. I, I, really, I mean, I played it all the way through four times, so a little bit of this is the... Stockholm Syndrome talking, though uh, uh, playing through that game on hard with like a maxed out party was an exhilarating experience, revealing a beautiful battle system. Uh, the, one of the, the, maybe the most interesting uh, real-time action RPG combat system I've ever seen in my life. However, it required me to beat the whole game uh, and then grind and uh, so that I could play the mode where they don't let me uh, use items, you know? And it's, uh, it just makes the game a million times better. And it's like, why didn't they just double down on that? Because they knew that was better. It's designed and you know that the people designing it knew that it, it was better that way. And uh, you know that because when you play easy mode and it's just like quarter, it's like credit feeding Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game at that point. It's just like, oh, this is probably for people who don't care about the game and just want to see the cutscenes. And it's like, that's cool, I guess. Yeah, I think... You know, I was I was kind of I was uh, I don't want to say upset. I was a little annoyed that I didn't like it because I I was ready to have a good time. And uh, I, and then I became more annoyed that I didn't like it when I heard you describe the battle. system. How much I liked the battle system. Yeah, the way yeah. that you were inter- able to interact with it and the way that I was not able to. And uh, so that that got me a little more annoyed. I do agree that like because I like the environments so much. I wanted to enjoy hanging out there and I didn't because I didn't yeah. like the characters. I think, you know, tw- it probably wasn't 2020. It was probably 2019, maybe a little earlier when people on the internet became very extremely okay with uh, wanting to have sex with video game characters um, yeah. publicly. And on main, on I main is what they, they say instead of publicly now. Yes. And um, go outside. That's on main. And so there it is. Like, fine. Final Fantasy VII Remake was a real crystallization of that sort of culture, and it made me Mm -hmm. realize how divorced I was from a certain kind of reality, because these characters that people were like, oh my god, this is my wife, Uh, I I would die for her, are characters that, if in real life, I would avoid talking to them after speaking speaking to them one time. Uh, It's interesting, isn't it? It is. It is interesting. It is a a genuinely interesting brain friction to palpate. Yes. Yes, yes. And it's, you know, again... No shade on anybody else. It's it just showed me something about my brain that was disappointing. <laughs> yeah, the question is, uh, what would it take for you to uh, uh, want to call a, a girl in a video game a waifu? 
Because have, have you ever heard of uh, Yuina Himo in the game uh, Tokimeki Memorial? Because I think you'd like her. All right, I'll, 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 <laughs> I think, I'll look her up. I think you'd yeah, I think you'd like her. Play Get it on the Saturn. Yuina yeah. would want oh, you to play I, it oh, on the Saturn. Oh, you know I got it on there already. Yeah, yeah, play it you on the know Saturn. It. Uh, where yeah, are we you putting know it? Oh, man, where indeed, my friend? Above the dooms is where I think. I'm going to go ahead and say that I would rank it at the top, because I think I already said that. And I think that if Brandon would just watch at least the chapter of my Final Fantasy VII review devoted to the battle system, he would rank it one slot higher than wherever he wants to rank it now. <laughs> yes, probably. Uh, all you have to I do is watch that. that chapter, where I explain all of the revelations that occurred to me. Brandon, where do you want to rank it right now? I would rank it um, below Deadly Premonition 2. So let's rank it above. <laughs> Come on! Below, <laughs> below Deadly Premonition 2? Yeah. I think it's got to go a little higher than that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that's where it would go. I'm just. Jackie asked me where I would rank. It. Yeah, when I when I ranked it initially, I I didn't really see Deadly Premonition two being way above it in my ranking. So I I, I think I have to read. I think it's got a. I think it's below Dragon Quest eleven, just because that's below probably a Dragon game. Quest. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say I think Final Fantasy seven remake two is gonna be real good. And that's that's all I'm I mean, going to put it below Dragon Quest 11s because that seems to be the consensus the, by majority. Yeah, majority. <laughs> I'm well, majority. OK, I don't know. I would I would put it above Dragon Quest. 11S we, we can well. we can look at it again later. Yeah, it's in fine. light of whatever else. <sighs> right. At the end, we all can right. make some final adjustments. Uh, speaking of final adjustments, our next game was one that was nominated by Brandon and nobody else, but was oh, seconded no. at the last minute by Tim. Uh, GG Alest 3. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. that's good. That's real good. GG Alest yeah. 3. Okay. Well, that game it's, it's, is... You know what? Heck of a game. Yeah. Heck of a game. Made made by M2. Um, who I'm all have, about um, M2. They absorbed most of the com the necessary compile staff to where the credits for GG Alest 2 don't look too different. I mean, 3 don't look too different from 1 or 2. Uh, and... It's a uh, it's just a really tightly designed shooting game with um, enough wiggle room to be in very engaging, but um, such a tight constraint on everything else that the desire to perfect it is real. And uh, it just it plays so nicely. It sounds great. It looks amazing. It's a Game Gear game. I mean, that came out in 2020. It's brand new. And mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's got that really tight action to it that you you just don't get that often um it's made with such a confidence is what i would say i just love all that m2 stuff and i'm chill for m2 100 percent. the fact yeah. that this was on that game gear mini is uh i am i am optometrically incompatible with that game gear mini thing yeah. i wish they would have just made it the size of a regular game gear i hope that when nintendo makes uh their inevitable cash cow game boy mini you know because you know that's gonna happen I hope I hope they just make it the size of a normal Game Boy. Like, come on, yeah, right, please. I mean, maybe, maybe I think, it could be half the width, um, I, or yeah. the depth, like the um, you know, the the, the thickness fatness of it. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I I, I really that because I mean I know that the the size of that Game Gear Mini is we were saying before the show seventy five percent of the joke is the size, yeah. so they can have that big window to enlarge it. I love the fact that M two is so devoted to putting. Uh, to doing a whole bunch of extra work for these little mini consoles. I think it's real fun. Um, yeah. That's real cool that they put a new game on there. It's real cool yeah. what they did for the Mega Drive Mini with the Tetris and Darius as well. 
And playing Wonderful it on the people. PS4 or the Switch is, uh, I mean, it's a good it's a good game that in, in 2020, you don't need to think about it as, or 2021, you don't need to think about it as a Game Gear game necessarily, because since we have evolved past those kinds of constraints, I mean, they can be aesthetic choices now. You know, you can choose to constri- constrain your game design and your visuals in a certain way, and uh, and it doesn't have to feel retro per se it can be a choice it's a game that is good that if you didn't know the game gear existed you would still enjoy playing it it does look really cool and uh yeah uh, it reminds me of uh i mean it's just uh, i saw i saw, you know i don't know if you all ever go over to analog's twitter account hoping that they're going to announce a new uh, uh <laughs> shipment run of one of their many items that they just don't really seem to want to make a whole lot of yeah. you know so I remember going over, I went over there just earlier today, in fact, uh, apropos of some activity that was happening on Twitter, and I saw a really funny, uh, there was a tweet that was, a, it was some, it's like Sega Master System Shinobi was the subject of the tweet, yeah. and there was a, it was like, there was a guy asking, uh, he was like, is it just me or do Master System games look better than NES games? And the first reply was, of course they do. Because the Master System was 16-bit, and the NES was only 8-bit. And then when the 32X was released, the uh, the Master System was capable of 32-bit, all oh, ahead God. of the Super Nintendo. And I was like, wow. And Because uh, you had just tweeted in another thread elsewhere, uh, Analog has a strange concept of who uh, should... We should make money on their products. <laughs> and yeah. I was going to tweet this image and uh, just say, oh, I think it, it's these people. Yeah, so the NES was 8-bit and Master System was 16. Yeah, so... um. Uh, that's the kind of person who I think would see GG Alest and be like, they think it's just a game game that looks really cool. Yeah. Not necessarily a game that, uh, you know, was a, was a game gear game. Is it just me or does that look better than a game boy game is what they would say. Yeah. So, um, I, I think that GG Alesty is a cool game to put on our list. Uh, and, yeah. uh, it doesn't need to be super high for me. Like I'm, I, I really like it, but I recognize that it's a small game. It doesn't, it doesn't need to rank at the top, but, I appreciate that it, it represents to me where we are in video game making history, where now a Game Gear game can be not only an aesthetic choice, but also a physical choice. Like you can make it for the Game Gear and that's also viable. And uh, I kind of like that. So, yeah, that rules. And and it's kind of cool that the people who did it back in the day can do it again. And it's not and embarrassing, right. you know, like like. Like yeah, when yeah. like when Spielberg does a Spielberg movie now, it's really embarrassing. Yes. But mm-hmm. uh, this is this seems like a real video game and like they actually understood their own appeal. I think yeah, one of rules. the things with Spielberg is we didn't understand as children how embarrassing it was already at the time. Right. <laughs> uh, whereas yeah. these were maybe not as embarrassing. But so is this above bit. the dooms? Um, well, that's it's a good question. It's isn't a it? tough one. I mean, I wouldn't personally... Like I, I'll probably play it a lot, but I don't know if it should be above the Dooms. It depends. I mean, okay, I'll put it below Doom Eternal myself. I mean, and I'm the biggest advocate for this. I think. Yeah, I think that's a good um, place to put it. And then we'll just see what else comes later. But yeah, it does. It doesn't. I I just want it on the list and to be appreciated. Is, is my thing. And I, I want to attach to it a footnote saying that uh, M2s. Pac-Man Championship Edition Famicom version is uh, is also good. Oh yeah, because they did they did include that in that Pac-Man uh, Namco collection that uh, not a whole lot of people talked about it. It really rules. 
that they they did a remake of Championship Edition Pac-Man, and it yeah, is uh, I, it's I haven't beautiful. played that. I would really like. To. Yeah, it's real chill. It's real chill. All right, our next game is our second highest uh, vote getter from our listeners. Ooh. Hades. Oh, Hades. Talk about Second people wanting to have sex with video game characters on the internet. I do mm-hmm. think that, that's the whole thing. Man, it's 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 such a tough one for me because again, they didn't make it for me. That's fine. But the uh, the very Mike Mignola. How do you pronounce his last name? Mignola. Mignola. Anyway, Mignola. the very Hellboy oh artist visual style is very Hellboy artist visual style. Mickey Hellboy. And that's that's a bit ir- weird to me that 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 is so lauded. Uh, also, it's fun to play, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know why I would keep doing it. Um, oh, because you get again, you get more stuff. I know I got I got plenty of stuff, but it like it it didn't really it didn't compel me the loop. Um, but I recognize that it's good. I I did have my biggest takeaway after playing it finally was it's. It's weird that it was our greatest, our best roguelike because our the idea of what a roguelike is has like they, it's, it's got so few things in it now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like it's drifted so, quite a distance. So, you can use and, that roguelike word to mean and, a lot of stuff. And now. you can start a, start a run over, and is that is that all it is? It's it's not Hades's problem or fault, but it's it's weird how we we let that collectively we let that term just drift away from having almost any meaning at all. Yeah, that kind of rules. In one way, and then what? I, what I appreciate about the game as an observer, um, I've really liked watching. Um, Super Giant is the name of the dev, right? Yes, yeah, yeah Super so Giant. I've really liked watching Super Giant's um, sort of narrative thing evolve, starting with Bastion, um, which was a game where there was a narrator, uh, just kind of you know, almost annoyingly sometimes being like, "And then he opened a crate." Um, but like to to watch that tech and philosophy evolve into this has been uh, really fun for me. It's been great to watch it evolve. I wish it evolved into something that I liked, um, <laughs> but that's not that's not something mm. that's me being like, I don't like the She-Ra cartoon because I don't want to have sex with sh- the She-Ra that they put in this one, which is what a lot of mm-hmm. dudes were saying that's about a, that's that. That's a popular opinion. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I don't want to be that <laughs> kind of a person, read this, because uh, that it doesn't work for me that much. It's a... Yeah. It's it's interesting to look at a good game and be like, I fully understand why people enjoy that. And then that's that's my interaction. I would like to offer one opinion of my own at this point. Uh, Let's do it. I would just like to say that I am an asexual person. I was not interested in having sex with any of these characters, but it's still my favorite game. And for incredible because I love the way it played. I love how all of the weapons work. I love strategizing to build different uh, sets of boons and bonuses Mm -hmm. in each run. And I genuinely liked uh, the story and thought a lot of the characters were very charming. I think the story stuff was well, well executed. I I didn't feel any sort of sexual attraction to any characters in the game either. And uh, I still had a real good time. It's the best uh, implementation of their action style that they've been evolving toward. And it, it, certainly feels this isn't an insult it feels better than all their other games combined to play yeah i would agree with that feel to it and it's not like those other games are bad uh i'll tell you what one thing though one thing though is it's all about truck hack and uh, truck hack is better and truck (laughs) hack is a okay quite similar quite similar game i mean that's all i'll say for now huck trick Uh, that's where it's uh, just they they think they might have goes down the river on a raft yeah yeah a lot of people have made that joke which is uh 
it's, oh, it's, have they? it's very yeah it's very strange yeah people I, love to just switch I, around the first letter slash sound and, <laughs> i wonder where they and, got that idea yeah where'd they where'd that come from uh where do we rank this game we gotta start getting deadly premonition 2 down <laughs> it's <just> not okay <laughs> oh so, yeah yeah i i tried I, yeah i'd put it right above deadly premonition 2 okay uh, i'd put it above good. well I, I don't get a say so nope yeah Right above Deadly Premonition. I really too. think Disc Room. Oh, but then be Animal Crossing so high up. I don't. Okay, Animal we'll fix Crossing that later. is really high. We can. Yeah, we I can like it more than Animal really Crossing, and Fantasy. I played both games. So yeah, here's, here's yeah, we'll I, fix like it, it I like it more than I like it more than Animal Crossing as well. I didn't like that many games in 2020, so I'm not surprised that it's turning out this way. That there's a bigger. We're fighting more for where to put things in the bottom half than in the top half. Right? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, our next game on the list is Half Life Alex. Oh, didn't play that one. I watched. Same. I watched my friend play it. Looked pretty. Nobody good. has friends. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, <laughs> shall we veto this one since none of us have played it? Uh, you see, the thing is, I mean, I'm I know sure it's, cool. it's. I'm sure it's brilliant, mate. Um, yeah. And I, I also am uh, hyper wary of, of 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 summary dismissal of things for involving technologies or styles that I do not uh, enjoy. And yeah, I, I'm not a VR person. I definitely have a computer that could handle some VR, if you know what I mean. Though uh, I'm not a VR guy, um, and I don't really want to be. A little too paraphernalias for me. I was extremely interested in playing this game. Extremely. I love those Half-Life games. I, I think I've said on this show before, I would love to just have an Airbnb that is this for like four days. <laughs> Yeah, just so well. I, apparently, you don't really need that long to play it. Apparently, not, it does some incredible, incredible stuff too. It does. This is the VR game. This is like if there were the only one. Yeah, if there were yeah. a, a poster child for VR video games, this is this is the one that it is. I've also for watched, the potential of them, not for what they are. Yeah, I think even for no, for what they are, it's just going to be a bunch of goofy throwing hot dogs around games. Yeah, well, I mean. It's, VR beer pong. The yeah. only Central, reason yeah. I was pushing back on that is, is it is the current state of the art. So it's not like promising me the future. It, sure. It's like this is the best of what we it's can do. It's right promising you uh, next year if the funding came back. Right. Yeah. That's sure. what it's promising. Yeah. Um, and and it has also been really interesting watching people do speed runs of this game in VR yeah. that require physical motion, etc. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's chill. That's chill. I love the weird tricks that have they've come up with. It's very unique. Uh, you love of, them, however, doctors hate them. Yes, that's actually <laughs> true. Yeah, it, it, nice. Um, I mean, we talked about it, but are we just vetoing it? Like, we, we I mean, don't have to veto it. We can keep it on there. Um, I'm good either way. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I again, I'm I'm certain it's a stone cold masterpiece. And uh, agreed. Yeah. I, again, much like uh, Gigi Alesta on the uh, Game Boy Mi- Game Gear Micro. Um, I am optometrically incompatible with this game because me no see so good out of one of my eyes. Uh, it's just hard for me to, to, to chill with VR. That's my reason for I, I'm wary of saying VR sucks because of my uh, situation. Yeah, you wouldn't uh, know. Though I would really, really love to just have it on my TV. That's what I would love. I want to play it on my TV yeah. or my computer monitor. And it makes me sad that I'd have to play it in VR. And then it also makes me especially sad to know that it's probably uh such an excellent incorporation of vr into a game design and that i definitely need to play it to uh to behold as a critiquer of video games so i don't know where to put it yeah below final fantasy 7 remake (laughs) 
Well, it, it would be weird to put it above Hades, a game that uh, all four of us have played or at least interacted with. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, considering that's quite one. we should at least uh, take Hades. a moment to recognize that this is our list, not an objective list. I'm still okay with killing it, honestly. Like, that might be my vote. Is... You want to you wanna veto it? I'd be okay with vetoing. Yeah, I want to veto it. Tim, it's up uh, to you. Well, I mean, I've just said everything I believe about it, and I've never played it, so I would say go ahead and Go ahead and pop it out. So, All or right, just now you get to pick a different de- game to take its place. Ooh. We're declaring that VR is not video games. We've just <laughs> yeah. drawn the line in the sand. VR is not video games. Yeah, That's the answer credit stance. Uh, uh, do you um, want to put one in, Frank? I got one, but... Uh, you, I'm you... looking at my list again here. Uh, God, there's interesting stuff in here, but uh, nothing, nothing I feel like I could really justify. So, no, I don't have anything. So the, the only the only one I've got is one that would be a pitch to you folks that you might enjoy. Oh God, what is it? Uh, <laughs> hyperspace delivery service. Okay. Oh, HSDS. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I know that game. I mean, I, we can put it on the list if you decide that it's of interest. It's a pretty small game. It's basically about you're uh, trying to deliver something from one planetary from one planet to another planet, very many planets away. And most of what you're doing is making choices about who to barter with and uh, whether to jettison some fuel and then you'll lose that. But you will like save some repairs or other stuff. It's all just about making small choices on your spaceship to get to the next planet, skip the next planet if you got a lot of fuel, um, barter with folks and get um, all the supplies that you need to make it to the end. And in the middle of all of that, you have conversations with people at um, the local taverns and things. Each planet has its own resource that is um, more plentiful plentiful or less. So you have to figure out when to buy and sell things. And then in the mm-hmm. middle, there's little FPS segments and little, um, what do you call them? Flight simulator, arcade flight simulator, simulator segments. Neither of them are perfect and wouldn't stand up as games on their own, but they work as interstitials between this. And it, it, it really just feels like a, a 1996 PC adventure game where you can, uh, where you're mostly just making choices, but you can do it on a switch start and stop anytime. And you don't need to like, you don't need an FAQ for it. You don't need like a, a, a code wheel or whatever other dumb stuff. So it, it feel it's my second most played Switch game of 2020 on um, on my list of Switch games. So right. it came yeah, out I mean, in 2018, but it came out for Switch on 2020. I see. Yeah, I I I remember receiving a code for this game when I was still working at Kotaku back in uh, like May of 2019 is when I first heard of this game, and then I, I ended up not downloading it and playing. I guess it. I forgot that it came out in 2019 first, and then on Switch in 2020. Yeah, but there's the. I believe that the uh, the uh, the reception of the game Hollow Knight uh, back in 2019. What do you call it? Uh, kind of opened the door for a lot of people to say that if it came out on a, the Switch, then that makes it real. That it wasn't real before people started talking about it. Is this a game that people talked about when it came out on the Nintendo Switch? Did it do better on the Switch than it did on? Man, I don't know. Probably PC? didn't. I'm, oh, I'm, it has 28 reviews on yeah, Steam. It, see, the, this is the thing about it. I don't it's think very, very many people have played it at all. Um, it's it's. Oh man, I'd play this. One yeah, of the top. Uh, it's got a great visual the, style. The features list. Uh, the n- bullet point number one is retro pixel art graphics. 
bullet point number two is name your very own spaceship with the space between space <laughs> yeah. and ship. That's pretty good. <laughs> like pretty good. Um, I like it. Uh, sounds cool. So where are we I ranking this sure. 2018 video game? I mean, it 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 is exactly in the same place as Disc Room in my head, which is like yeah. that sounds kind of cool. I'll probably never play that. I could put I it think... below the Dooms or okay. above yeah, them. below the Dooms is good. Okay, yeah, okay, I like that. GG Alesta three space deliveries. Yeah, put it on in there. I don't know. I think okay. I think you all if. I mean, Tim, you might not because it really is more of a leisure time video game. But Frank, I think you might like a run through it takes like, wow, 45 I'm, minutes. I'm, maybe I'm being singled out as somebody who doesn't like leisure time video games. You just, I just said played it. No, you that said you it don't yourself. have time for them. You, when you, did you, I say it? Like uh, an hour ago. <laughs> uh, re what? When you were though? talking what about Animal Crossing. No, right. he was talking about t- short hike and how right. uh Video games are the last thing you would think of during your leisure time because right. uh, of what you and Mimsy both do for work. I was just referencing, it was just a callback to what you were talking about. Oh, right. I thought you meant uh, games that are leisurely. Uh, I don't oh, mind no, no. games that are leisurely. It's just. No, a, I meant play. This is a very play during your leisure time kind of game. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I would, I would, I would play it during my work time, probably. Oh, yeah. Do that. Our next I mean, game uh, is Ickenfell. Oh, oh yeah. fell. Who's who? Tell me whose lists it was on and stuff. Nominated by a number of our listeners. Yes. And uh, it made it just barely made the cut because it was a game that you felt mixed about. Yeah. As opposed okay. to a game that you had no feelings about at all. Right. Um. So that counted as like kind of half a nomination. Yeah, I. Felt- yeah, that game's got uh incredibly good pixel art. The art and animation stuff is like yeah. super super good. It's just a. Uh, it has a really good, like, sort of tasty look. Real tasty looking game. Uh, however, I didn't play it, so the, I meant to play it. The battle system really holds it back for me, and the battle system is a big part of it. And um, I, I found it really interesting to play because it is a, it's a tactics game. I'm making a tactics game. And the, so many of my complaints about this, this is going to sound weird, but so many of my complaints about Ickenfell are things that we already fixed in our game. Um mm. And I guess we're not viewed as Uh-oh. important to fix in this game. I mean, it's it's ultimately choices. Like they they're not necessarily fixes. It's just I chose to make this game pl- very player friendly. So if there is an attack, it will be projected, and you will know where it will land. But in Ickenfell, um, you have to remember what. And there are a lot of different battle shapes and things for your attacks. You have to remember what they do. And so, as uh, also reviews of this game that I've read have mentioned. Quite often, you you find yourself selecting an attack, seeing if you're in the right, if you've moved to the right spot for that attack to work, backing out of the menu, moving again, going back into the attack, or choosing a different attack, just because you don't know where it's going to land until you select it, and that's kind of weird. Interesting. It also does not. Um, there's a there's kind of a just defend thing for when you uh, get attacked, and so you hit the button at the right time, and you but- will nullify some of the damage. But it also does not project that except for the very first type of attack that happens to you. And so you have to learn and know what the enemy's attacks are doing, which is fine. But it doesn't feel like either of those things go along with the kind of cute, friendly graphical style to me. If you're if you have that sort of visual style, I feel like you should have a friendlier um, kind of attitude toward how the battles work and you know the the difficulty shouldn't be in inputs and 
uh, menus, the difficulty should be in choices you make. And so what I'm hearing is veto. Yeah, it could be veto. Could I'm watching gameplay up. and uh, I'm not interested at all. all Beautiful right. style, though, huh? It's really cute. I think it's cute it's right. and it's got nice music. And uh, I think it's got beautiful style. It's got a nice kind of sense of discovery to it. But for me, the battle system is just. Uh, yeah, it's got merit, but I don't know if it's top 20 material. Well, do we mm. have something to replace it with? Lol. I mean, I've, I've probably got some, but we, we, we could put in my honorable mention, which is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I kind of oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> Oh, I do have one. <laughs> yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Well, you want to do that? Yeah. Sure, Give me that right. trash, Jerry. Yes. Uh, the, uh, the only games that I feel like should be uh, put on there are probably games that uh, they're the games that I'm just going to hold out hope that they're going to oh, actually show. I up. will actually present another alternative. Uh, something that got eight different nominations this year was nothing. There is no game of. <laughs> oh yeah, interesting. They're taking so a if page you want from. To include, uh, yeah. From from my games of the year video last year that I did, where I declared so there was no game of the year. So if you want to include a nothing option in our top twenty, then we can do that. I like Sonic Aaron, the Hedgehog the movie lo- do, a lot yeah, better I, than I, nothing. I, I do like that. Yes. Do you do you remember when uh, when you could go to a movie theater and watch a movie like Sonic the Hedgehog? That uh, is indeed it was the exactly last movie when that movie came out. Yes. <laughs> right. Simply because it existed, <laughs> yeah. we were driving. <laughs> We were driving in an Uber down uh, down Riverside Drive uh, uh, from our old apartment, and uh, there was just a huge billboard for Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, uh, in front of an AMC in uh, September. And I was like, whoa. It was like February 14th, 2020, and I was like, dude. Yeah. It was, yeah, have you I seen mean, photos of like yeah, there's the been theaters that have closed down that still have Sonic stuff all right. over them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm saying I lived it, and then a couple yeah. days later, I saw someone tweeted an image of that. Man, I could have had a viral tweet. Yeah, you ever see that? I <laughs> yeah. could have done that. Oh yeah. yeah, but I didn't. I didn't get the viral tweet, Jerry. Didn't I think get that's. The, I think the Sonic movie is just below Hades. I, I, I wanted like to that. tell. I wanted to tell a story about Sonic the Hedgehog. Go for it. Movie, which um will probably be relatable to people. I, I happened to be in Los Angeles when it was out, uh, which is not where I live, just f- to clarify for people. And I went there with a few friends to see the movie and had a good time. And then at the yeah. uh, toward the end of the movie, I looked further down the theater to some people who had come in later. And I was like, I know those people. And down there in Los Angeles, uh, I saw additional friends who came to that movie theater independently of us who we did not know would be attending who were also watching Sonic the Hedgehog at the same time as us. Oh, and this it, it is wasn't like, like when your dog met two friends at the same time. That's right. It's very much like that. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It's it. So as a final it's... movie experience of 2020 in a theater, I think it was pretty good. My final movie experience of 2020 in the theater was uh, The Invisible Man, uh, which was a couple weeks after Sonic the Hedgehog. Mine was cat. Let's put it above Hades. Uh, you gotta be, yeah. All right. Yeah, put it up there. Okay. Put it up there. If you like it more, I say. I just want to go to the movies it again. It's, it's yeah, my, cool. I just want to. I would like to see that place again sometime. <laughs> uh, our next game is Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition. Ah, oh, man. See, I want to. Uh, thing is, I was waiting for years. Years, Jerry. Years. Yeah, for that game to be same. done so that I could start playing it at the uh, at, at exactly opposite the advice of several people who were like, well, I'll just play it now, dude. And I was like, yeah, but there's no release schedule. I don't want to get to the end and then not really know when the last part's coming out. And they're like, ah, it'll come out. 
And then it's like, you know, how timely was its uh, release schedule? I was uh, more interested in the first Kentucky Route Zero than any other game that was uh, that was popping in the scene at that exact point in time. And I just kept putting it off, knowing it to be episodic. And then finally, when the full thing came out, I got my Final Fantasy VII remake, you know? Yeah. And my Pixie Sticks, and, and I'm over here. You sure here. have identified the exact problem yeah. with, uh, with episodic games. I still haven't played it. I will, though. Yeah. I will. And I'm going to have a real good time when I do, probably. When you know it's episodic, you either want to wait or you... And sometimes you wait so long that you're like, ah, well, now... Do I really need to play this still kind of thing? I'd like to, yeah. but you know. It, That's exactly yeah. where I am. I played the first chapter when it was new-ish. Maybe the second one had been out already. January 7th, 2013, the first <laughs> version came out. Jeez. Yeah. yeah that sounds yeah, so, about right, actually. And then I played through it and I'm like, wow, that was great. I'm going to wait till he's done and then I'm going to play through them all. And then I just waited too long or he waited too long. I don't know. But I think, I think, I think he probably waited as long as he had to. Uh, yeah, that's probably think, about right. I actually, it makes me more excited to know it took seven years to finish the whole thing. That makes I, me very excited. I read some interviews so. with the creator people, and I was a little jealous to note that they were like, yeah, we haven't played a lot of video games, and we don't intend to start stuff. And I'm like, that's kind of a jerky thing to say, but also I'm a little jealous of you all coming from a different perspective and making something successful and then not having to interact with everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that owns. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think this game's probably real chill. And uh, I just I, I want to point out that uh, uh, I'm still real chill with playing the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, and having no idea when its sequel will come out um, and after playing it. So if anyone in the chat, in the Twitch chat here, are we, we're on Twitch, right? If anybody in the be. Twitch chat is, is pointing out that I'm being hypocritical by not wanting to play Kentucky Route Zero till it's all out and then uh, basically sucking down the Final Fantasy VII remake with a milkshake straw... Um, or a boba straw, I think would be more appropriate to the way I played that game. Um, I think uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake was a, a, a very, very full video game. And uh, I, I don't, I, I just, I was, you know, yeah, it's well, Final it Fantasy VII, Yeah, well, it like felt less like an episode, like an episode to me. Yeah. I love that first episode. I don't know, it's pretty high up there. Yeah, you know what? played it at let's, all. Uh, let's go ahead and buy it on Steam right here, live. Go for it, go for it. Twenty four ninety nine? Are you kidding? <laughs> I thought it would be more than that. I thought it would be like eight million dollars. Did it finish this year, or did it come out on a console this year? What What is? Yeah, what is this edition? Do we know? Good question. Because that 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 that's that's that the finished edition, ranking. and it's it's uh, the final episode and released on consoles. It all happened at once. I remember okay. that. Oh, that was and that was twenty twenty. They, they, they finished. They finished it on PC yeah, and they released yeah, the final January episode. twenty. Yeah, yeah in January, January twenty twenty. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, above so. above, above DP two. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's keep a let's turn Deadly Premonition two into a secondary punching bag. We got two punching <laughs> bags on this list. Two tiers of punching bags. Two. We're gonna call them punch points. They're the, the the two punch points of the list. So that's good. All right. Our next game on our agenda is. Thelostophus Part 2. Ah. Uh, oh, Thelostophus? Okay. So, yeah. I just want to say that my mm. Twitter DM inbox, my Patreon DM inbox, my email inbox, my YouTube comments, my YouTube inbox, there is such a thing as a YouTube inbox, all my inboxes on all platforms are crammed to the goddarn gills with people asking what I think about The Last of Us Part 2. Okay? And I don't have a succinct answer for any of those people. However, I will say, I don't know, fourth best game of the year. I think it was a 
it's it's extremely good and uh it's it's uh it, i guess it's very easy to uh, i don't know if either of you guys played it neither of you guys have played it right no, nobody here's played it where nope. i am on it is decided to become okay with i will never play it i don't need to oh, play okay. it i feel like i'm okay just uh not interacting with it in any capacity i'm just gonna leave it alone yeah okay i, I okay. tried well, i tried twice to play the first game and it didn't capture me at all like four hours in both times str- so strange because it's so good at evoking a sense of place <laughs> okay maybe okay no, no actually it's kind of bad at that because it it's, just it's felt like little, i was it, walking from zombie level to zombie level yeah yeah i mean i can i can uh i can a hundred percent agree with someone not being chill with a the last of us game on the other hand uh the last of us 2 was a a, a magnet for so much discourse and not just discourse bad discourse yes. rotten discourse weird discourse over the top discourse uh uh, lugubrious discourse, uh, ostentatious discourse. It had all the flavors. Discourse. It was a the Neapolitan times twelve in terms of discourse flavors. And there was a, it, it just kind of a, the well got poisoned real early. Re that game, re talking about that game. And I'm glad I, I, it, it's not like my job to comment on timely video games, right? And you know, I've, I've set myself up with a nice YouTube channel where I can just talk about whatever video games I feel like. Um, the the last of us part 2 i mean there's a whole lot to say about it there's a whole lot to dunk on that game there's a there's i mean it is the slam dunk competition at the nba all-star game in terms of stuff to dunk you can dunk hard on that game you can chaos dunk on the last of us part 2 for like 25 different reasons and you know i mean i'm, I'm talking the crunch aspect i'm talking some of the some of the yeah. themes and writing being forced I'm talking the, the some dog of the dog thing. Yeah. Some of the, yeah, some of this, it's just fun to make fun of people. It's fun to make fun of the people who hate it. It's fun to make fun of the people who like it. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a Ponderosa Sizzler steakhouse of dunks. However, I'll be God darned if, uh, it's not just real good. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's just, it's a, it's real good. And what it does is real good. And, uh, I, I can't hate on what it like some of the stuff it does. I and think there's just review there's just the, no way there's no way that I will like it. And so knowing yeah, that knowing that I'm just not going to interact with it at all because it's just it, it's not I, for I, everybody. I think I think one thing that it did help me with is we have this kind of feeling some of us that we have to keep up on the discourse and have things to say about it and have yeah, played yeah, well, that's, all the mm-hmm, quote unquote mm-hmm. important games and i think i'm uh this is pr- this is the game where i finally truly realized i don't have to do that and I, I never yeah. had to do it obviously but i'm, I'm just gonna it's, like it's, well that that feeling that poisonous feeling that you yes. have to say something about everything is uh that's how social media thrives yes. that's then and social media big tech as some call it is uh big tech is uh is the uh i mean that's how they're making their money is by making people feel like they have to say stuff about stuff. And that's where a lot of the bad discourse about The Last of Us Part Two came from. And I'm trying to say that I, I climbed the watchtower and I wielded my brass binoculars and uh, I looked beyond the cloud, the fog of war. And it's pretty good, man. That's, so that's, above I mean, Deadly Premonition too. No. <laughs> Uh, I disagree. I, I, I'm much more interested in Deadly Premonition 2 because uh, well, much more the much more interested metric. Well, it's <laughs> that's what I get. I, 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 I okay. I recognize that 
the last of us part two has heart which is what i like but it's like a dark heart and yeah, yeah the old I'm, dark heart i'm not into that right now i just no. i don't i don't need that. it yeah no i got enough bad times <laughs> it's an especially tall order uh given that when i played it my lungs were still messed up from and, and, that god darn virus <laughs> like it's it's an especially tall tall dark uh order of water to play that game um so yeah, I don't mind people saying they don't want to play it. Uh, I, I guess if you want to put it down there, go for it. Yeah, I put I've it just below DP. It. Well, no, I put it below Disc Room. I'm much more interested in Disc Room. I would put it below the Dooms also. Mm. Sure. I'd way yeah. rather play those yeah. Dooms. Okay. But above Hyperspace Delivery Service? I'm, Can... I'm going to do that. I'm, yeah. I'll let it be above Hyperspace Delivery Service because only I have played it. We've, we've now covered, uh, what do you call it? Couple of my favorite games of the year. Uh, yeah. Most of them. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I'm just saying. Last of Us Two was a right. real, real good one in my opinion. I think for Tim's sake, I'm going to put it above the Doom. Okay, because he All ranked right. it so high. All right, uh, we got three more games. Uh, our next one is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Miles Morales, you played Miles Morales? I did. Oh, nice. Though it, it's basically an expansion for the original right. game. Um, that was my. That was kind of my fear. Not that I. Not that that's a bad thing, but that, yeah, it's. You know, it, it's. I, it, I'm still waiting for the sequel, so I, I guess I'm. I feel okay about that. It's. It's a little shorter than the original. Um, it takes place in winter, so there's snow everywhere, which is cool. New York in winter is quite mm-hmm. romanticized in it American culture. On, on uh, with a lot of Xmas stuff around. Yeah, yeah, it's got it's place. got a big Christmas vibe to it. It's a Christmas game, uh, right up there with Raw Danger. So it's in that it's in good company. Um, it's got a protagonist who has a, a very interesting personality because he's an, he's like an enormous loser, and that's like really funny. Uh, it's like funny to hear him be like, "Oh no!" during a boss fight. It's real I good. Do. I do prefer Lester the unlikely vibes. I prefer his uh, his quips because he, he's not like <laughs> I have no. Oh this. yeah. Oh, the uh, quips are great. He's more like a watch out or kind of a guy. Like he doesn't want anyone to get hurt. Kind of. Those thing. Peter um, Parker quips are real. Like they're real. Like eighties comic yes. style. Uh, maybe, uh, what maybe. I like about them though is that they they seem to come from a place of being nervous, and that's like a yeah, coping yeah. mechanism. So I, I did enjoy I that with the Peter Parker quip. So I don't. Here, here were my my issues with it. I don't dislike it, but um, having not played the original, it starts with you on rails doing uh, some stuff that I felt like I wasn't quite ready to do um, because mm-hmm. it it did feel like it assumed I would have played the 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 first one. Um, and there's kind of a lot of buttons to do stuff that feel like it could be less buttons and more contextual. But I'm sure that as the game opens up later, there's you know, a lot of good reasons for that. And I can already get that sense, but the way that it started put me off a little bit. And the, but the ultimate thing that I did not like was it does this classic narrative thing where you start off as this, this optimistic young guy, and then you meet this dude who's clearly a villain. Everybody knows it except the game, you know, like, yeah, Yeah, that that's how Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man game starts. It's like you're you like literally are the lab assistant of a daughter, Dr. Otto Octavius or whatever. You're like literally Dr. Octopus's assistant um, is your part time job. Yeah. And, uh, And and it bothers me here more because Miles Morales is like a teen person of color who. Uh, is very integrated into his community and helps people out and knows everybody and whatever. And the idea that this, a teen with this background, or frankly, any teen in 2021, would see a rich tech guy who is claiming to revolutionize energy 
um, and has his own private police force of super soldiers. There's no way that this character would think, oh, this guy's probably okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's just not how yeah. the teens of today are. And that was a big dissonant moment for me that, that pushed me out of it being the thing that I think it wanted to be, which was like a game for um, a different kind of person than the regular comic book person or whatever. Well, the original Spider-Man game, Spider-Man basically just helps the cops. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and one of the one of the uh, ubiquitous Assassin's Creed style side missions that you can pop uh, at any time is is drug busts. You can bust people right, who right. are dealing yeah. drugs. So there's a, there's a little and bit. And you also a, restore their horrible surveillance system oh, yeah. for them. Yeah. Uh, where do we rank I guess Miles it's continuing along with that. Where are we ranking um, it? I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 chill. <laughs> I also heck. don't know. Sounds like uh, you want to veto it. Don't uh, no, don't veto no, it. It was on it. It, it was on my list. I actually put it on my list. It's so, on my uh, mixed feelings list as well. Having I not put, played it, I put it above Deadly Premonition too for sure. Right. Oh yeah. Well, having played it, uh, I would put it under The Last of Us Part Two personally because uh, The Last of Us Part Two's got something. It's something pretty uh pretty pretty. So above uh, Disc Room uh, and below Last of Us Part Two, I'm fine with that unless uh, that, sure. That's where I'd put it, mate. That's right. okay with me. Gov. Yeah. That's where I'd put it. Man. Gov, mate. Okay, our next game, our second to last game on this list is Streets of Rage 4. Streets of Rage. Uh, um, was this on anybody's like list aside from mine? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it. I'm I also sorry. didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like I'd, it. Brandon, yeah. did you like it? So, <laughs> I didn't like it, but I didn't dislike it that <laughs> didn't much. didn't dislike it. Uh, so I, I, we played through, I believe, four levels together and stopped out of boredom. Um, yeah. Not, not anger, just like, I'm bored, let's do something else. And then the next night, you know, kind of stared at it and went, uh, let's do something else. And they just never went back to it. So yeah, I don't yeah. hate right. it. It's just, I just, it just, there was, it was nothing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't nothing. dislike it. Enough. I just didn't like it. Yeah. It should have done more and it could have done more and it wasn't, wouldn't have been that difficult to do more it, it's the weirdest button. the weirdest kind of shame in the world that the question are brawlers dead can anyone ever make a good brawler ever again it's a really weird shame right. that that question still lives yeah because the answer should be yes you can make a good brawler of course you can and it's just nobody nobody really cares and then when people do it's not super good uh so it's uh yeah it, it's kind of a strange thing. I have a particular frustration with this game because uh, that Paprium game came out for the Genesis. Um, nobody can play that, of course, unless they bought it already and have a Genesis and can play it on there. But it's very frustrating to me that Paprium actually has a better, tighter fighting system, in my opinion, than Streets better. of Rage 4. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's also got some just like basic homophobia and racism in it because um, oh, yeah. because it's trying to be the '90s or whatever. It's very stupid. So I I don't recommend Paprium. Paprium. Um, but it's frustrating that the things that Paprium did to have a tighter battle system, in my opinion, are such logical things that that I pe I and people like me have been saying for so long and that were not in Streets of Rage Four. <laughs> it's uh, so maybe we should veto it. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, would it, be cool. Are you presenting these to us in alphabetical order, Jaffe? I am, yes. Whoa! Okay, that's good to know. 
Um, yeah. I did say I that know at what's the beginning. Next, then. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just just double checking because you we know never what the know last when. one is. So yeah, um, I would veto this because I got like five games on my list that I feel like are real good. Yeah, I want to hear from of, one of Tim's. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree I'll with it. the veto. Yeah. Um, it, that goddamn Microsoft Flight Simulator, man, come on. Oh, I like uh, it. Did oh, either you guys? Yeah, that game's incredible. It's, uh, it's I, I haven't played it, but uh, the Video Game History Foundation does subscribe to every video game magazine, and one of them is out of the UK. It's called PC Pilot, and it oh is my a God, magazine that's, incredible. that's only about flight simulators, and the cover feature every month is Microsoft Flight Simulator, so uh, I've been exposed. Let's just so say So it's the that. Oprah of you, video games. You want, you want something to go wild on your PC with in 4K, buddy, yeah. buckle up. I've uh, seen some videos of it and it, you know, it's one of those things where I, I look at it and I think I respect that. I'm glad someone wants to play that game. Yeah. yeah I've I always mean, thought you, that about any flight simulator though. This yeah. one just looks prettier. If you had a, if you had it, Brandon, and you lit it up, you might be able to chill with it. That's all I'm wanna, saying. You might, be. you might be able to, uh, you want to talk about a leisure time game. Lord, yeah. you can fly from, uh, you can fly to Japan across the ocean. Just yeah. put it on and what, put it on autopilot. It's incredible. You can crash if you want. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you really want to crash a realistic plane. It's a bit visceral. It's a bit, you know, yeah, I think that would too be... much for. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would say that's a good game to have on this list. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, that's there. that's my number. That's my top five. It's my number five up I there. I like that being in the top. Where five. where is it on this list for you? I don't know. I don't even. I don't understand this list. <laughs> <laughs> no one does. So, so Look, a lot of these are compromises between polarized opinions. It's I true. Think, uh, which uh, which has Animal up. Crossing as our number three, even though no one really likes <laughs> yeah. it that much. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's just hard to it's hard to argue with Animal Crossing. Yeah. How many games are we on now? A short this is hyperne- nineteen. This is nineteen. Yeah, yeah there's one. We more know what this. twenty is. So. We do. Oh, so weird. Tell. That's or so weird. in a couple minutes. Maybe we can make a proposal for one or two more at the end and see how we feel. Right. I mean, I would put, I would put, uh, I would put Microsoft Flight Simulator over Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. I mean, I don't sure. Know, I don't know. Sure. All right. It's, yeah. me. it's competing with a movie. It's a little bit more interactive. A little more interactive than the movie. Than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah. You can't, you can't roar with laughter at, uh, at seeing Sonic's feet for the first time in Microsoft <laughs> Flight Simulator. But yeah. All right. Our final game is also the only game nominated by all three of you. Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's it's a reasonably okay JRPG on top of a fantastic Yakuza. Whatever, Yakuza. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yakuza. <laughs> That's how I feel about it, too. I, I, I haven't gotten far. I, this is, I also have to admit that I have not gotten far enough to even get a party because I've only played for three hours. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You haven't even gotten to the beginning of uh, like the past the intro. I, I played this back in January, uh, January, because uh, I played it in the Japanese, the Nihongo, Superior Nihongo, which is actually an option for the uh, English release. Um, I am excited to play it again on PC. I bought it on Steam the other day uh, or during the Steam sale. It was like 25% off. I'm going to play it uh, again. I mean, uh, the game's real good. It's real good. And not only that, it's uh, uh, I constantly get asked questions such as which Yakuza game should I play first? And uh, usually the answer is complicated. It's you should play either Yakuza 0 or Yakuza Kiwami. Which one did you play first, Brandon? You played 0 first, right? I played 0 first. Yeah, okay. I have only played 0 and this one. Oh, okay. 
So, uh, I mean, I, I've got a couple of games to recommend to you, Frank. <laughs> uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I mean, the, the the rest of them are pretty good, especially if you're playing them on PC, <laughs> where yeah. you can get the 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 psychedelic frame rates, which I'm looking forward to with Yakuza Like a Dragon. Like on a PC. Dragon has HDR support, unlike the other oh, ones. Oh yeah. Uh, are you getting 120 out of it or what? Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna 77 inches of Yakuza Seven yeah. on my uh, TV. Yeah, I'm gonna go for it. Um, uh, it is, it is, it is extremely incredibly good. Um, and it's, uh, it has, I would say that if you want to play a Yakuza game right now today in the year 2021, and you have never played a Yakuza game, why not start with Yakuza like a dragon? Why not yeah. start with it okay. and then go back to, uh, and then you, there's a philosophical question to ask yourself, re Yakuza, uh, Kiwami or Yakuza zero, which one do you want to play first? I think it's, it's, it's feasible that you could play Kiwami first. Yeah, I think it uh, depends on the kind of person, because I think for me, who, because of experiences with discourse about Yakuza on PlayStation 2 many, many years ago, mm-hmm. I needed to be convinced in a way to, yeah. to, to get into it. And Yakuza 0 is a very good a heck of a sales you. pitch. And yeah. if you don't need to be pitched on it, then maybe Kiwami is better. Uh, if you're like, I've always been meaning to play these, then maybe don't start with what I consider the one that has the, the best one. story. Yeah, yeah. So I would say uh, right now today uh, that I would say seven is the one you should play if you're if you just are brand new. I mean, because it's very accessible. Mm-hmm. The plot is uh, s- super easy to follow. It's it's incredible how simple the plot is at the beginning. Like yeah. uh, you can root for the guy. Real f- the character's incredibly likable. Uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, he's he. It's I a, mean, it's, it's and it's as as people pointed out when it came out. It's you know, it's a middle aged dude. Yeah, when, yeah, you, when a, do you yeah. see that in a game? It's fantastic. Well, and you in know, a lot of these yakuza's, you see it, but still, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is it is just a home run, uh, conceptually and execution wise. And I I would just say it's the game of the year. I, I guess I actually want to ask this as a question: Is so with the yakuza games, I don't. I've never really enjoyed the combat. It's something that I get through to to get to the rest of the game for me. Um, and in this one, you got your your whole JRPG format. Um, and I'm wondering if it will, how I will feel about it as it goes forward, because I know that I can use like a auto battle option. And then the, the battles are kind of like gone from my view, except when I'm hitting, you know, buttons for, for special skills and stuff. They're as yeah. annoyingly frequent as a regular Yakuza game. Right. Um, which is a problem for me, I guess. But, but um, if you build your party, if you if you have fun, like building your party based on classes and stuff like that, which I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. yeah. The party stuff is great. And, and party stuff is real good. At least for me, I had a party build where I could just wipe out groups of enemies without issues like very yeah. easily and cool. that that was the fun part for me was that yeah. I, I so had, I, this I, is I, the only game on the list that all three of you liked enough to nominate but does that mean that it's the best one yeah it is for me yep yeah i would i would say it's the best i mean i've only played it three hours like i said but the reason i only played it for three hours is because i was it's too good I, yes i was working <laughs> yeah. too hard to allow myself to start playing this game uh yeah because if I did, I knew that if I did, then I wouldn't be able to, and this is very depressing, I wouldn't be able to work nights as easily if I wanted to play this game, if I had started it. Yeah, for me, this oh, was just, this was Christmas for the most yeah. part. It was just, I'm not doing anything. I'm playing this All game. Right. 
That's my I job. made my tweet that was like, uh, Raw Danger is the most Christmassy video game ever. However, Sega is Christmas, so play Yakuza 7 on Christmas. <laughs> was my was my like Twitter thread that I had this and year And I played Christmas. both. That was, the, that was the game I played at. Played Raw Danger twice. It's incredible. That god darn Yakuza 7 is... Uh, I mean, I my personal goatee is Final Fantasy VII Remake, though objectively, it's, it's Yakuza 7. It's Sega. It's Yakuza. It's a Japanese video game made it's very so deliberately... Sega. Uh, yeah. to be exactly what it is in the year 2020. I was surprised they found the uh, the ability and language to actually say Dragon Quest in the game. Uh, they yeah. got permission, like it's credited uh-huh. at the end. Oh, it's credited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They. Uh, that's cool. It's, it's an it's official Dragon. It is a. Uh, I mean, I guess that's uh, for me. Uh, what a I mean, weirdness. I loved the Yakuza games before this uh, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon happened. If you if you possess the eyes to see. You will see that every Yakuza game has always been very Dragon Quest mm-hmm. uh, uh, leaning. It has been very Dragon Questy. Dragon Quest has been at the core of uh, at the core of many value sets of many game designers in Japan for the decades uh, since the first Dragon Quest ever came out. Dragon Quest is huge in the design soul of Japanese video games. So well, another thing in Yakuza is that they they've been very uh, license heavy. They they yeah, like to yeah. license actual real products, so it's it's not outside and the people purview. in this game. There's a there's an actress in this game who plays herself, basically. Yeah, there's yeah. I, they've done that before, I think too. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. It feels. I, the I do most have a like... criticism of it that I don't hear very often, though. Uh oh, what is it? I I really enjoy the premise that this is a guy who grew up playing JRPGs, Dragon Quest specifically, that is seeing the eyes, uh, seeing the world through the eyes of a, of a of a dragon quest hero i don't think they yeah. leaned into it nearly as much as they could have yeah. i really um, wish they would have leaned into it a little bit more myself to be yeah. honest like just what's missing from it is like you know the sense of finding the new town or whatever like they kind of have that in here but it's just you know chinatown and it's and it's not like the people there are any different or, or that, and nobody you know. has a scottish accent yeah you mean, <laughs> wait wait do you mean motomachi chuka guy uh that's a that's a joke about what Chinatown is called in uh, in, in Yokohama. In but I, I mean, it, like a little more like like Earthbound did a successful, you know, uh, yeah, real world. But like you're a kid with RPG eyes thing um, that I don't think they quite hit with this. Well, there's yeah, that think, rumor, uh, right, that that the Dragon Questiness was put in toward the end of development and it was like not conceived of. At that way from the very beginning uh and if that is true then that would explain that but i don't know it feels a little tangential yeah it doesn't a hundred million percent feel like uh like it was uh on the docket from day one but maybe though, the next I, one i like what they did with it though i ultimately like what they did with it all right i think now is the time to do some last minute rearrangement if anyone has any uh final thoughts on our list before we finalize it and end the episode Animal yeah, Crossing Tim, should not be top ten. No, you you need some to put on there, Tim. Well, I mean, I uh, I I just have a couple of games where it just makes me feel like a space alien that a uh, a couple of these weren't on there. I think that I I mean I had underneath above the Last of Us Part Two in my list. I had Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, yeah, nobody nominated Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, nobody. None of the listeners did. None of the listeners. So here's oh, here's weird. the thing about Ghost of Tsushima. Oh $60. yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, sixty dollars <laughs> is a thing. And yeah. that is why I do not have it because I'm I wasn't convinced I would like it. Uh, yeah. So I would need to spend thirty dollars to try it. 
Um, I'm going to tell you. So there's the that game is uh, the fact that they have a, a black and white mode, and that's called Kurosawa mode. Yeah, is real. Uh, there's a there's a word people use on the internet to refer to how that makes them feel. I'm not going to use it, even though it's a normal word before the internet took it. That makes me feel a little bit gross. Uh, yeah, that they call it Kurosawa mode. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of bad discourse about that game before it came out regarding people being like, oh, it's set in Japan, but it's not made in Japan. It's like I think I don't know. I think it's okay. Uh, I don't know. Well, I think you it's, know that it's, it's that sort of... Mil Yoshi fellow. Uh, yeah, that guy's cool. From from he's he's the one um, Famitsu guy in America covering English content. Mm-hmm. He he said he he played Ghost of Tsushima, and then he was like, well. I guess Americans can make better games about Japan than Japanese people can. Is yeah, what he said. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to say it like that, but I'll say he said that, it directly that's an like interesting... <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Well, he, he can say it directly like that, right. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, Seven Samurai wasn't about a real village in Japan, you know? That's all I'm saying. That wasn't... I, I saw so many people nitpicking the historical accuracy of this ghost of tsushima game uh-huh. and it's like ah man uh which you can kind of just let it chill and also if you play it it's real chill man it's like an assassin's creed so here's here's what i like about it is it's an assassin's creed game except it's like better it's like a really <laughs> imagine if there was like a really good assassin's creed game that's what it is it's like a really good right. one and it's 60 FPS on the PlayStation 5, which, uh, you know, that's that's doing it some favors. I know Kurosawa was only 24 FPS. <laughs> though, uh, though uh, I mean, it's a real good, dumb game. And I mean, I know someone's going to get mad at me for calling it a dumb game. It's a stupid, easy, god darn bowl of cereal video game. And it really, playing it, made it occur to me that finally, the dream I had as a child that I would be able to play jrpgs like final fantasy 4 as an adult grown up uh i feel like finally the lessons have trickled down deeply enough that that a game can evoke that final fantasy 4 ease of play in the year 2020 with a game like uh it's just a dumb easy game to chill with i'd, I'd like to play it it just it it is that that particular barrier of not being sure that I will enjoy it and then having mm-hmm, to pay mm-hmm. $60 in order to interact with it. I mean, <laughs> if you if you played if you played like more than uh 89 hours of Final Fantasy 15, <laughs> I, I think I you might enjoy it. You might actually be able to chill with it. Well, that Final Fantasy 15, that's a very particular kind it of enjoyment a, that I is, had. It is a particular uh that is a weird goofy uh yes. video game. Do we want to drop Blazeball? Yes. Place Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I would put it over The Last of Us Part Two, though that's what I would do, though I understand that I my... mean, it's probably better than Be- Deadly Premonition 2 as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, we, right, we yeah. could put it all the way up to... Uh, it, I, I, my personal feeling is I'd be comfortable putting it as high as above uh, Dragon Quest or Animal Crossing. Bec- I mean, not that I have this much appreciation for this game but where we are with this list is that um if someone feels that certain about something i'm i'm and i haven't played it and don't have an opinion okay you want to put it over right? animal crossing i'd say go for it it's a good right. samurai good samurai story i mean yeah, i'd put it over demon right. souls at that point so hmm. well you and you're the I'd one do? who plays demon souls basically yeah so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. and i mean right. demon souls is an 11 year old video game that was uh yeah re-released yeah. with, with minor right. admittedly minor 
quality of life changes. Top three. And then the other game, Ghost of The other game. Okay, so I had a couple other games that uh that Star Wars Squadrons game got really slept on. I believe uh, is the is yeah, the term. That was what? one of the games that Brandon that's, uh, disqualified. That's a no from me. Yeah. Oh, it's a no. Oh, okay. You disqualified it. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that game was uh I thought that game was real dumb, really stupid. And I would be comfortable with it at the bottom of the list. However, I'm if you don't a big want it, that's Star okay. Wars baby, and I did not like it. The sense of speed is not really there, which is a classic space problem, a space oh, yeah. game problem. But um, tell it to NASA. They could have done some stuff. Another is it has the problem that um, Star Wars Battlefront Two, whatever it was called, uh, had with its flight se- uh, section, which I assume this is an extension of. It's where not poppy enough. Yeah. If you. Uh, if you would, yeah, I mean, it's got that. And it also, if you hit something, you explode. And yeah, that rules. And it, while it does rule, they also wanted to get really close to, they wanted to make the HUD, you know, the inside of the console of the ship. And so quite often when you slam into stuff, if you do, you only find out what you hit after you hit it because you didn't ever see it. And uh, I find that to be a frustration. And then the other thing is it just bugs me that, they feel this need to uh, pretend that you should be able to play the one person on the empire who's going to switch over to the rebellion side. Right. And, oh, yeah, and yeah. be cool. Like if, if you're going to have the goddamn empire in the video game, just, just have let the, the, pe- the people be evil. Like that's how those, those people start evil. They stay evil. There's, there's, we've seen in American politics that you're not going to convince somebody that, uh, QAnon is not real if they think that it is, you know? <laughs> and so I don't think you're mm-hmm. going to get the people over from the Empire to be your buddies. Okay. Those are my problems. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can go ahead. That, that's cool. Um, and then the other game that I would have said is, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't mind that not being on there. I'm just saying I played that for about two hours and I kind of got it. That's one yeah, of those games you. that, yeah, I, just, I was like, oh, I get it. This is cool. I appreciate that they made such a small subject star wars game and they probably mm-hmm. should have done a whole lot more of that yeah than what they did do with the star wars license and now the star wars license has been scattered and it's being there's star wars the games being wins. made by multiple yeah there's multiple people making them now it's no longer exclusive ea and i was also going to say that i really enjoyed what i played of that assassin's creed valhalla game and mm-hmm. uh i just and again i don't care if it's on this list or not i just want to say that i i i lit it up and uh 60 FPS, Jerry, first of all. And uh, second, it's just, uh, I mean, I like the fact that Ubisoft is making an Assassin's Creed like every two years. I don't necessarily love that they ditched the, uh, you know, the the, the really, really uh, sense of placey Assassin's Creed game where they, you know, they did the one in Paris and the Victorian London one. The ones that really felt like you were just kind of taking a virtual reality tour of a real place. Uh, It's kind of weird that they ditched that and they made these open world miniature witcher 3 style games though in a year where there's i mean it's just this i don't know how long this assassin's creed valhalla game is though it feels extremely huge apparently you go to uh, america in it it's england america and norway uh and it's vikings and it's just big ugly vikings and just big wild you know burnt down villages and wilderness and swords there's swords in it and I'd put that on this list over, you know. I, I would say else. it's better than Thirteen Sentinels, which we were kind of mixed like thir- about. Thirteen Sentinels should be on the yeah. list, and maybe we could just take some take something off. I don't know. Thirteen Sentinels represents all those 
nebulous criteria I outlined. It's it's you, yeah, I right. Mean, Vanillaware, you know what? Never really liked any of their games. Can I just say that? Never, never actually liked any of them. Though I just love the idea mm-hmm. so much of them. That makes Me sense. Me too. Sure. I loved it enough to help them out with one of those games. So, Thirteen Sentinels is a Vanillaware game, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. So, all right. As far as somebody else dropping that. I don't. Oh God, darn no, man. I'm not a doctor. I mean, I'm eyeing Doom 64, honestly. I was thinking about moving just Doom 64 further up the list. So. Okay, that's fine. Disliked <laughs> I mean, it. It just felt yeah. the least like a new yeah, game. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a I good mean, point. Yeah, I could just... drop Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, but I don't I was wow. thinking about. I was thinking about oh. switching Sonic the Hedgehog the movie and Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. switching like on that. the list. Let's I like that. that. Oh, yes. castling them, as it were. Yeah. Because, and, and to be clear, it's not an endorsement specifically of Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, because it's kind of a... I mean, it's fun, but it's stupid. It's a dedorsement of Animal Crossing. Yes. yes. That's the um, word, right? It's a dedorsement. And I think right. having it on our list is funny. The only yes. reason I'm, 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 I'm talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla now is it's like, I know I'm going to... I've played through all these goddamn Assassin's Creed games, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'll play all of this. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, so I just know I'm going to play all of that game, and I know it's going to be around for a while, and this is the year it came out. That's, what, that's what, really it. That's all I've got. Yeah. I mean, I do. Uh, I do what, have another game from this year I want to talk about, but not place. I don't okay. know. Okay, oh, interesting. To do it. Sure. Um, on the Switch, there was the Double Dragon and Kunio Kun uh, Retro oh, Brawler yeah. bundle. Um, a collection. That's chill. Of, I got that. A collection of, I believe, eleven. Uh, not exactly very good NES games that I like. Um, but what's remarkable about this collection is that for the first time ever, all of the Kunio games are translated um and it's these remarkable, are yeah. actual rom hacks so it's not trickery with the emulator where they're placing text over the the game or whatever which i'm not saying that's a bad approach i think it's the correct approach really um but these are real nes roms you can take them out of the game and just play them on the nes in english um so that entire franchise on the nes is now not only in english but finally consistent um they even yeah. went and i, I believe if I'm remembering right, I think they even retranslated things like River City Ransom. River City Ransom, yeah, it has, and an also actual... included the River City Ransom, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So you can play it in Japanese, you can play a translation into English, or you can play the weird localization from the '90s. Um, I think that's remarkable and worth noting. I think they did an incredible job on heck it. of a compilation. Yeah, yeah. I I had a real good time dinking around in that one. I dinked yeah. around in it for about four hours, so that that kind of puts it up on my list. Good uh, dink. So, uh, last call for any substitutions. Uh, substitutions. Yeah, made. I don't want. I don't really care to put Samurai Showdown Collection on there because you know there are a lot of problems with it. Um, but I'm really happy that that Samurai Showdown Five Perfect came out, and uh, it's nice because the guy that wrote I, I've probably mentioned this, but the guy that wrote the story. For five perfect which is the biggest change about it is is that it has a it has a beginning and ending for every character and a couple little interstitial scenes um the guy who wrote that story he died before that game ever saw the light of day and now it's it's finally out and it's like it's kind of a a testament to that guy's work because he uh it's one of the last things that he really wrote i mean he wrote stuff in um six as well but he was one of the last big games that he that he worked on and wrote and now it's actually available for people to play in japanese and english that is very nice um, 
in 2020. So that's pretty cool, but I, it doesn't need to go on this list. So um, I, I am going to skip recommendations because this whole episode was recommendations for games you may have missed in 2020 and might want to go back and play like hyperspace delivery service or disc yeah. room. We didn't talk about disaster report four. Oh, that's um, right. No, we did not. Which I mean is I, I, I had you to play it because I'm for it, Frank. No, <laughs> let me look. Let me look. You want to get rid of Kentucky route zero? No. You want to get rid of uh, uh, Dragon Quest? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nope. Uh, I don't think I would switch. Uh, I mean, it's 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 about as good as Deadly Premonition 2, honestly. Right. Um, no, I don't want to do anything with it. But uh, all right, it's it's notable for finally being another Raw Danger uh, yeah. in English, and available. finally coming out after trying yeah. to Grandzilla. Grandzilla is back. And, yeah, but game playing the game, I I feel like things were lost in translation to the unreal engine i suspect that i'm right with that i think that they probably dropped some features and things like that the grandzella engine was just too powerful it must have been yeah they they should have put it out on the echidna <laughs> uh, or the what, what was it the echidna i forget they they yeah. had a uh, what do you call it a uh, april fools day joke where they were releasing a console uh whatever grandzella did yeah, they did. Oh, well, it was when they were still IRM. They they were saying we're releasing a game console. And I think it was called the Echidna. I remember this. It was kind of this pointy shaped thing. And they're like, this is our new game console. Our games are going to come out on it. Uh, I'll are we, we going to are we going to rank uh, Death Stranding for PC? Because <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, you get yourself a 3090 uh, and you uh, a 4K uh, 120 hertz OLED and you deliver some packages real slow. It's pretty you know, good. if you think about it, Death Stranding really predicted 2020. It did. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not even joking when I say that. Packages being delivered, everybody yeah. living underground. I, I Have you noticed this? Yeah. You noticed that? You're, you're really, opening my eyes. It's uncanny. Uh, so Look at Wikipedia. Wikipedia says or, it's right. <laughs> 20 or 25 games that we would recommend playing or checking out in some capacity or another. Um, this has been episode 168 at one. 80, we are going to rank the best games of the Xbox 360. Nice. So, oh, because it's half of, well, exactly. of, of, of 360. I get it. Right. Uh, so we are going to put out the form for people to do that. Wait, what episode yeah. number is the next episode of this show? Uh, 169. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, All right. I kind of, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or any other platform where you can subscribe to podcasts, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe to ours. Uh, it helps us with the numbers. You could leave mm -hmm. us a review if possible, like Boren Queno 9 did, who called us the final boss of video game podcasts. Mm -hmm. You can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you can subscribe at any level to submit your own questions, get episodes one day early, and one day even early. Exclusive access to a monthly bonus episode and other cool content. Yes, one day early. Oh, did you know that you... David Hader has a cameo? We can ask him to say one day early in the oh. Solid Snake voice, and then I can oh, put God. it on a voice clip. Yeah, oh, should, oh. should I do that? Yeah, we, yeah, we should make that a Patreon goal. Uh, by the way, <laughs> uh, if you want to see this list that we just spent uh, 
three hours putting together, uh, you're going to have to go to forums.insertcredit.com or patreon.com slash insertcredit to see it. My mom says I can't look at forums, so I, I'm sorry. You look I, at us on Twitter. Uh, we post cool stuff there. The show is at insertcredit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Spaldi. Tim is at 108. Brandon is at Necrosofty. The show's editor is Esper Quinn with music by Kurt Feldman. I am Alex Jaffe. I am Frank Zafaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I am Brandon Sheffield. And your game has now been saved. Me hungry, so I have to go. Oh, he, you're hungry? Why don't you eat some fruit? <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. I love it. <laughs>